0: Alrighty, welcome to Jacob v weekly we want to start again by inviting you to donate to Caddyshack of Himmel, Illinois Caddyshack il on Facebook donate now every dime goes straight to saving and treating adopting out real cats in need I've been there I've seen it help them all my pets are rescued it's something I really believe in save a life let's start the show um Al hi Joe uh, Joe is I gave Joe the night off. He's celebrating an exam that I guess either went horribly or went really well. He may show up. Um, I'm so glad to have you are actually one of my most requested guests. There By is, whom? <laughs> uh, I don't want to dox anybody because, you know, my listeners um, are, are very vocal in their support of the show. They out themselves. And so I don't want to say, but there's a certain demographic of women of a certain age that really enjoy you and your perspective
1: women of a certain age i, I, women, I will i will take women of of a certain age as, as yeah. a demographic that is into whatever i have to say
0: yeah you're doing great it's do, you're doing great <laughs> and i'm so happy you're here cuz there's just so much just knowing that you were going to be here made me feel really good but there's so much stuff in here to cover Anyway, um, so I want to make a note about the show. It's called Jacob V. Weekly. It has been longer than a, than a seven days since we did an episode, but we did one last calendar week, and we're doing one this calendar week. So it's free. It counts. So get over it. Um, it's going to be great. It's, I'm so glad we're all here together. And really, our downloads on Podbean, um, who is our aggregator, uh, they're higher than they've ever been we're up like 140 percent for the past two weeks so um you know we're doing fine everything's gonna be great oh god so uh i've been working on um i've been working on just trying to crawl out of this hole all day i feel like villam and linda gates are getting divorced because she wants him to release the patents to the third world and he doesn't want to because he wants to right-size population through attrition alfred
1: well, that's a pretty strong allegation to levy. I, I was just going to go with Epstein connections, and that was. I know, see. Right. I
0: think that's a false flag. I think that's the only reason he lets us know about Epstein is because he wants to draw attention away from his actual more sinister intentions. His genocidal intentions are. I don't are... think it's genocidal. I don't think he wants to kill anybody, but I think he wants to let about two point six billion people die. How is that really
1: functionally different from a moral perspective? If you have the power. It's not. To oh it.
0: no, 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 it's not. I agree. He absolutely has the power.
1: So then, I, I think genocide is not too strong a word to use in that circumstance, right?
0: No, I mean, yeah, I don't want him to. I don't want it. I don't want it. I, I think it's a pretty
1: strong, uh, strong claim to make without concrete or any evidence. For well, I just matter. started the show. <laughs> well, so present your evidence then. You, you've now you 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 haven't buried the lead on that one. I mean,
0: he's um, yeah, he's you know, he's said things before about. Hold on. I'm just, I'm having a not stereo image. I got two sets of headphones on. Uh, He said things before about wanting to reduce population and uh, like, and which has always been kind of weird terminology to use. And I think he doesn't want to graduate people out of the third world. He wants to let them kind of decrease in population in that area so that they don't have to be graduated out of it, and they'll quit shitting in our water. Again, that's a
1: pretty strong allegation to make in the Uh, absence of anything other than, you know, it's one thing to sort of talk about how an overpopulated Earth is a bad thing. I mean, I think we can all agree on that, right? Like, that's not a controversial statement.
0: No, I It's another thing
1: to suggest that I want to enact, you know, reducing population reduction of people who are already born, uh, because that's, you know, who did that was the Nazis.
0: That's and what I'm I, saying.
1: <laughs> that's that's kind of a bad. That's kind of frowned on in modern society. It's just not a thing mm-hmm. one you know mm-hmm. says. That's in a why applied... there's all
0: the coded language, bro. Well,
1: I'm, I'm not arguing. Do you follow Randy Quaid on Twitter? I don't because I know kind of where Randy Quaid sits on things, and it's very disappointing. It makes it ruined Christmas vacation for me. It's
0: hard. Things. It's hard. He's uh, obviously ill. It's not uh, great. Twitter's I, not great. I, Your I think Twitter's half of pretty, pretty country
1: good. My Twitter is inactive lately but my my you can't you can't honestly tell me that you think the things that i post on twitter are are fun or or no no, i mean i just think it's
0: much i think they're much more beneficial to the kind of things we should be doing on the internet than to most of the other things on twitter It's really those are the kind of
1: things that get you 93 followers on twitter in the aggregate like that's that's how you that's how you have a twitter account with fewer than 100 people that actually watch it although one, I did have a comment from a current sitting state representative in the Missouri legislature who did tell me that my Twitter content was really substantive and interesting. And it so happens that I disagree with literally everything she has done as a legislator. And she is like a, a nice person, a nice lady in my 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 personal relationship with her and uh, absolutely wrong thinking politically in every way that I can think of. But um, Mary Elizabeth Coleman, um, I, I still like you as a person.
0: I, I hope worth. she's not listening to this.
1: I, if she, if she is listening to it, you have a very wide
0: demographic. I mean, that would be talk about a gate or a berth. <laughs> she's a very nice lady in, in my personal ways. Jesus, you are hijacking my vibe
1: right now. I'm sorry, man. Uh, what do you? You have you have an agenda?
0: <laughs> I, I didn't mean. I didn't mean to turn. I don't have an agenda something. necessarily, but I do have notes. Well, 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 what's your? It's first- just been so long. And see, every time I think about something that I want to talk about, I put it in my notes. So it's some of it's in order, some of it's not. Um, there's a couple of things here that uh, I do need your assistance on, and um, and largely, um, this is a conversation. We're doing great. I'm so happy to see you. I got new glasses.
1: I'm gonna give you the biggest hug as soon as I'm out of my. I'm gonna TVs. lick you.
0: I'm gonna lick you.
1: I'm gonna come over and and you know, like I'm gonna put a leg up, yeah. and that's how it's that's gonna be that kind of hug.
0: Whoa, <laughs> right. Whoa, um, you know this song? I can't quit listening to this song called "Show Me Love" by Robin S. Not Robin with a Y, which is which was later. Um, but there's like a, a an older one, and I I meant to play it. I can't necessarily.
1: Um, I'm going to bring it up on mine and listen to bring it. it bring it up. So it's a,
0: so it's like a song from it's 1993 is when it came out originally. It's like a dance, like a nineties dancing. And I think it must've been popular <laughs> for remixes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah I but know if this you really song. listen closely to is it. It's it,
1: it the night, at the Roxbury song. Is that one we're talking about? It's, but,
0: it's a very similar song, but no, it's not the same song. Um, and it's also got the same name as you know, but, but this, okay. So this one that we're talking about, uh, she has such a like crazy powerful voice. If you listen to just the vocal, you realize there's no um like backing vocals at all. There's no real effects other than just like the reverb, and you can tell she's singing really loud. And it's had, just like a a soul
1: operatic pipes.
0: Operatic, yeah, but on like a on like a gay bar like dance hit. Totally. Like it's you like, know it's what like I mean? a
1: soul, like it's like I said soul operatic. Like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and, like, like, like not really it. opera. And that's well, that's
0: what I like... think. I, I looked up, it's like, whatever happened to that lady. Is she still around doing anything? I listen to that song all the time. It's on my monthly playlist on Spotify. If you're a Spotify user, Jacob V's favorite songs, we just hit a year on those. So there's 12 of those. This song's on there. And um, let's see. I mean, just thinking about what, like where that, and it was, oh, you know what I was thinking about was when people say, um, when the fat lady sings, as I think it must have actually originally been a pudgier lady, you know, you got to have that diaphragm to push all that air, I mean, out it, your neck hole. It it is
1: it is a bit of a myth, but there's a truth behind the myth, mm-hmm. right? Like in the, there was a there was a common heftier lady, mm-hmm. yeah, that was often a you know the the true soprano in these operas. Which oh, isn't God. to say that there aren't many brilliant sopranos who aren't heftier, um, and or that oh, really yeah. correlates. But I think it was an issue of privilege back in you know the olden days when. You know, privilege meant you could be heavier, and people who were heavier were necessarily privileged. And the type of wealthy person who could devote a life to, you know, being a professional singer might have had wealth. Wow. That's my theory.
0: That's, I've got no research. I I didn't know how you were going to save it there at the end, but at the end, you grabbed me back again, and I was like, wait a minute, that makes sense to me. just a bunch of thick rich bitches singing i, love I mean, it. now that's well, it was the, like when reuben s was like the beauty standard right no that's my thing too that's where i kind of pick that up as sort of an aesthetic that i'm drawn to is is from the art museum all the paintings old rich bitches they were always thick as hell
1: i mean they were because being thick meant that you had money and it was like no. a good thing listen
0: when you say thick it makes me uncomfortable i'm sorry it's not your fault. It's my bias against like something about you culturally. I think it has nothing to do with you, <laughs> me culturally or something. I don't know. Oh um, God. Okay, so I've also been thinking about this. You know, with Epstein and Bill and Melinda Gates and you know uh, lizard people. Uh, so I was thinking Disney and Marvel's Infinity Saga was just preparing us for like wide scale loss and tragedy and doom. And uh, these, like uh, these
1: themes might have uh, preexisted the the absolutely Marvel saga in i this, could also but... be
0: projecting some of that onto there but like we talked a couple of weeks ago about how christopher Nolan's dark knight kind of um had some on the nose uh commentary on the surveillance state which was kind of still an emerging issue at the time and has since been ob- it's so much more obvious it's like almost like a feudalist kind of approach to it now it's like what are we going to do the nsa is in my bedroom currently literally my alexa is on right now i alexa- mean there's
1: one sitting across the room right we're both we're every we're always being listened to at all times you think but, they could help
0: out with the um i like how we're complaining about being listened to on a podcast and i'm, I'm right we're literally broadcasting this yeah. over the internet <clears throat> yeah meta bro well
1: but, um, but the theme you just described i mean that's the all good fiction does this good i've always been a huge science fiction fan but science fiction fantasy whatever genres do this i mean they sort of take the cultural moment that you're in and really good projection and you know good science fiction good futurism isn't about the future at all. It's about the present. It's a lens on the present. It's what, you know, a, someone with some vision and some insight into the way society is running now can sort of project these things to their natural lens or to perhaps their extreme ends. I think like Nolan did a very good job of that. I think it's a really good example. And there's probably some thematic elements in the post 9-11 world that were emerging at the time the the Avengers Marvel saga began that were really sort of evident to insightful writers. And they took those things and they were universal themes because they've been universal themes, but yet poignant because they spoke to what was happening right then. And if you had the vision to see it, you could kind of see where this could go and, you know, does that make them prescient? I don't think so, but they certainly uh, saw the way the wind was blowing. Right.
0: Wow. I'm so glad you're here. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's almost verbatim what I have written here. Um You, you hear me? I mean, it's it's
1: there's a lot of there's you can go back no, in time great. and do no, the same right. analysis. Uh, so know.
0: it's more so that the world feels like it's ending and we just had a good movie a couple of years ago about that.
1: Well, I mean the comfort you can derive here is the world has long felt like it was ending and it still has yet to end. This is this is not a get on idea.
0: with it already.
1: We're <laughs> gonna mean, get how, to that. There's been at least two thousand years, at least two thousand years of doomsday cults saying the, the end of the world is right around the corner. And uh, you know, well they, they had them before, back- the
0: Mayans were all about just throwing dates out there. They were all like just tell them it's gonna be 2012. Tell- <laughs> but then but then put a rock under that rock that says 2030.
1: I think it's a, it's it's fair to say it's a it's a common misunderstanding of the Mayan calendar that they thought the world would end in 2012. That, you know the, the end of an epic is not necessarily the same thing as the end. You know it's the dawning of the age of the, of Aquarius. It's not necessarily the end of the world. There's a whole new age that comes after that. I think that's that's the common wisdom on how the Mayans looked at things. Anyway. So
0: you're giving me shit for saying I think Bill and Melinda Gates are disagreeing about what to do with the patents. And yet, I'm mind reading what the Mayans thought, and then you know? and then you're gonna come at me like you're a like you're a peer reviewed uh presentation on on the Mayans.
1: I I, I there's no peer review in my history. I'm just paraphrasing things I think might have been peer reviewed that I looked at on the internet at one point. I'm, you know I, what?
0: Google has that scholarly kind of function now, and man, I am a sucker for that shit. I'll tell you what. You know, even just going down the Wikipedia rabbit hole on random shit
1: makes you, I think, a smarter person. If you yeah. if you could just I mean, dive imagine down, what else, really...
0: you could just be playing Candy Crush and not learning about Mayans.
1: Why wouldn't you just be reading about 11th century Bulgarian monarchs at that point? I mean, Candy Crush versus Bulgaria. you know minutia that will never come up. I, I, I'll take minutia all day. Oh well, yeah, just for like little
0: tidbits like Jeopardy without the pressure. Like if you could just read the facts.
1: <laughs> it's it's I, I I'm not gonna lie. I go down those history rabbit holes like. What were the Armenians doing in 600 AD? And then find out. You know like, what? Who I seriously did this.
0: In I took a historical linguistics class where we went all the way back to the fucking dudes on horses and like like studying like. England's independence as a nation, which started like a thousand years ago, and you shit. don't. I so you don't want to go down this thread. Uh, I don't want I, to talk about that this early. I, certainly, in the show, we haven't even talked about the coin yet.
1: I I happen to have had a couple of lecture sessions where I talked to Thomas Shippey, who was the the understudy. Basically, he sat in Tolkien's chair at Oxford, but then became the linguistic advisor to the Lord of the Rings because Tolkien was an Old English scholar and was was featured on what a, a documentary a mcneil lair documentary in the 80s called the story of english and had was the featured speaker about how old norse and old english came together to become what is what eventually became modern english but through middle english the simplification of the language and it's i, I will totally geek out on that all day long but go look it up the story of english it's like a 1981 documentary and it's amazing and especially the part with shippy talking about rat and edith as the uh, Old North, Old Norse, and
0: Old English speakers. This is gold. It's on YouTube. Go look it up. Wow, I love that. This is great. Man, this is the kind of episode we're gonna need to take notes on. It's very. I got this new. <laughs> Everyone strain. just signed off and was like, "What is? What is he yeah. talking about?" Moving I got on. this. <laughs> I got this new strain, and it's so intellectual. You know what I mean? I've just been just solving the world's problems, just driving around in my car by myself. Uh, the Oscars happened. I just have to mention it. I don't remember why. Um, i don't know i ca- watched it no joe cares about some of this shit so sometimes i write this shit down we can skip it
1: i, I, I mean i, I didn't did, watch it did you did you watch it i didn't watch it i mean i, I think saw
0: that-, that anthony hopkins beat chadwick boseman right. for something and wasn't
1: there and didn't find out until he woke up the next day
0: because he thought chadwick boseman was going to win he and he I was like on a chat, he was like at a chateau or something he was in wales
1: he was in it's, it's like some retreat in wales where he is that like where he's not- from I don't know if he's Welsh or not. I actually, I thought, he, I
0: thought why else would you go to Wales if you're going because to Wales and you're, you're not talking about either
1: my country here? Like, but what? That's I, what I'm I saying.
0: Know, unless you're Welsh, why are you going to Wales? I, I, I do, think it might be awesome. I don't know. Yeah, it looked pretty. Wherever he was was nice. Ocean views. It's got like a whole like Portland it's a, vibe. It's essentially yeah. It's like the it's the West Coast
1: Peninsula. So yeah, you know, I think the whole thing, other than the swamp, which is like three quarters of it, oh, I think I, the coast oh, part is awesome.
0: Oh, I do love some swamp. I mean, that'd be fun though if we had like um like you ever play titanfall
1: i, I i've seen it i had yeah like if you know. had a
0: big robot to walk around in i'd go in a swamp without <laughs> yeah, a robot it would,
1: it would be a lot better than a robot i think
0: but no if i just had some waiters and some guy named bubba driving the boat no would it be not, it'd be a literally no, like his these, name would be like oh, florian
1: right like have like, you ever tried to us, like see how what what welsh looks like like it's the yeah. longest like word.
0: In- nobody can speak
1: Welsh. it's not a thing uh, i'm like a quarter welsh I, there's no way i could ever speak it
0: no people that try really get on my nerves doge i want to get this out of the way right. so elon 24 yeah. hours from now 25 hours from now, Elon is going to be hosting SNL, which sounds like a fucking bad idea.
1: It's a terrible idea. And, and then our, our good friend, Chris Ward, I think had a really good screed about this today where he's been on the show. He, I, Chris Ward and I have been on the show together. That's right. Uh, but, but uh, Chris, Chris put it past and I'm, I'm going to sort of, you know, paraphrase him in saying, you know, Elon, like there's oh, there's this, there's a couple of people who are paying attention to what's going on with Doge and what's going on with Elon in general. Uh, you know, there's the, crypto enthusiasts let's call them that have been into doge for a long time and they're more than happy to watch elon publicize this so other people put money into it so that doge goes up in value there's the normies uh, as he put it and, and I, the, I i would characterize myself as a normie in this regard that really didn't i i knew about what doge was on reddit but i didn't know it was like a thing that was gaining traction until elon put it on his twitter and said doge through the moon or whatever it was he said pumping it up but it, what chris's p- main point was that elon being on snl is going to be a fucking disaster like he's not funny he's not an entertainer he's not a natural
0: platform and he's right. going to do that thing where he's uncomfortable and he's a fish out of water so he's going to start acting like things are funny when they're not and that's right. going to be cringe city it's going to be miley, cringy i do love that... miley cyrus well, i think miley's a natural born entertainer like she knows she knows how to work and i own. love her like apocalypse mullet keenan says if i monetize <laughs> the podcast that i can get one
1: you, you should definitely get one. Uh, you should find a way to let Keenan get you. To I, we just got to get that Lion's, get Lions get Choice
0: money. You know, you could write them a letter for me. You well, could say, hey, can I have some money for this podcast and my buddy can get a mullet? Does <laughs> it have to be Lion's Choice? You don't understand. I have not reached out to Lion's Choice directly myself at all.
1: Well, maybe you may. You know, I, I went and bought a, what is it, the Lion's Crave case? I forget what they call it. The Pride Pack, I think. Pride you pack. 10 10, 10 sandwiches of your choosing from lion's choice and for $25 great deal by the way here we are pumping lion's choice already
0: so there you go that's what Um, we talk about them every episode they've never given me a fucking dime
1: let's just say lion's choice is one of the best things st louis ever did i say that as a non-native it is i want to
0: open one somewhere that doesn't
1: have one well they tried them in kansas city and they failed for some reason like people just didn't get it well we've had arby's over there forever and people just thought it was like another arby's they didn't understand that is better I don't even hate Arby's. Like a lot of people hate Arby's and I but get it. But ha- it's just it's not the soy. it's
0: just not the same thing.
1: Oh my it's god, just, it's it's not it's apples and oranges. Like Lion's uh, Choice is like a completely different animal.
0: Yeah, it's beef and beef. It's right. uh uh and you know what? The Lion's Choice turkey is the fucking bomb. I love their salads.
1: I've never gotten a single thing other than a roast beef sandwich there because every time I, I I've been, there, been doing I've the large like
0: beef and Swiss. I'm back to the Swiss. The cheddar is just not the same product really. It's just not it's not the
1: what do you do? Well, you're preaching to the choir when it comes to Swiss versus cheddar. Swiss is a superior cheese. But uh, I
0: went back to cheddar for a, about a year, and then I said, "Wait, there's a reason I got Swiss for a thousand years. If you get the extra seasoning, you know what I mean. You get this kick that you just that you're looking for." And do you get think this... it's just
1: Lowry seasoning salt? Because I think it's just Lowry seasoning.
0: No, it's a different color significantly. It's <laughs> you, much you less red. No, I bought because I bought. I had both in my house in my cupboard at the same time with Riplet seasoning. I had all these seasoning mixes i had bought
1: and it definitely wasn't lowry's okay well that's good to know
0: no and it's definitely sweeter than lowry's Hmm.
1: but it couldn't be ripplets because it's been around way longer than that
0: no it's definitely not that it's definitely more brown like i i would almost bet it has like some fucking beefy bouillon or some shit in it yeah they just they just take up the beef bouillon cubes and crumble they up take and... like the burnt ends and they like dehydrate them and then they and then they granulate them there's probably something to that I, they, Brother, they, sure they do it on mcdonald's fries they put like beef oh, yeah. seasoning beef on tallow. mcdonald's fries that's exactly yeah. what it is because it used to be beef they used to fry it in beef fat
1: they couldn't they had to change their formula for india because of the hindus that's why they're vegetarians.
0: I thought it was just so much easier to fry there was a things. scandal not at
1: McDonald's food. in India that they were using beef tallow for their French fries. And it's why they were so good. And the, the, you know, vegetarian, religious Hindus found out about this and like, it was not publicized. Like they weren't like, yeah. it was back before you had to tell people what we were putting in food yeah. and it, it was this huge scandal and it was a big deal. And then like, I think I'm not sure if that was what led to the global change to vegetable oil, but it was, it was precipitated by that at some point.
0: Um, Doge, so is Doge so it's gonna, up?
1: It's it, it's it's it's. I mean, it's up. It's been up. It was up at four twenty, and then it what didn't hit a dollar on four twenty, and so then it crashed. But it's. I mean, if you bought Doge, What's it you up with Like, like it, I, I want to say like sixty or seventy cents. I don't even know. Hang on. Let me let me let me check my crypto wallet.
0: I don't actually own Doge. Oh my god, Palantir is fucking me. <laughs>
1: Prices. I mean, Let's what's see. the point? Let's see. Doge is at 70 cents right now. It's up 31% today. It was at 52 cents 24 hours ago. So, what's it at right now? It's at 70 cents at this moment. God damn it. I want to hit a dollar. Well, that's but everybody is, wants no, to hit a is dollar. Crypto it hit it's all time high today of 70. Does crypto
0: cents. turn off over the weekend like the market does?
1: No, absolutely not. It's 24 7. Crypto is always changing. Crypto is always changing. You go to sleep and see and, and, that's and why got it.
0: Keep the stock market open 24 hours a day and you'll see this kind of, you'll see this kind of mania. I'll you confess gotta get to people, you, you know, in, in, you in the bring last, it to them
1: in, in the last, in, in, in shorter time than it should have been, but longer than, you know, I, I care to admit, I, I did take a flyer and bought some, I, I threw some money at the crypto casino and it's not much. It's nothing that will change my life, even if it goes to, like, 10,000%. It's going to be like, all right, well, I should have put a lot more into it if that happened. But it is super entertaining to watch it go yeah. up and down and up and down and up and yeah. down. And I didn't get this because I still think, think the like, whole think thing crypto
0: is stronger right now because people aren't in the casinos gambling to the extent they would be normally you know there's probably something to
1: that i'd never heard it put that way but as you say it is like ding 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 like I mean, there's 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 definitely an endorphin rush especially that comes from it, watching crypto that i get like i didn't get it before i had like even a tiniest bit because of like the
0: amc know? thing was like a whole year after covid started i mean i can see people really exploring their options of where to put that kind of energy on the internet and 13 months later we are no it was like 11 months it was february wasn't it I, uh, yeah, I, yeah
1: it was it was it, it was but we were i it mean march
0: pe- yeah so about a year it's been more than a year i mean we were covid has been more than a year but i'm just thinking like when this stock stuff in the past few months started you know, well, I mean, crypto
1: really was is it, like it really hit a bubble in 2021. Like, if even if it, on January 1 of this year, if you had just taken a thousand dollars and put it into random crypto, you'd have 10 grand right now, like, like, yeah, randomly picking, you know. And that's not to say that there aren't shit coins as they're so called, according to the Reddit subreddit of Crypto Coin or Cryptocurrency. Uh, but you know, there's, there's a lot of bullshit out there, but you know, if you'd put it into the reputable ones that people are actually investing. And you'd have a ton of money right now. And you know, that has gotta be illusory. I still don't believe in any of this, but I will say if you've got even 10 bucks and you just wanna be entertained by it, you know, go buy 10 bucks worth of crypto and well, just- Well,
0: I'm long on Palantir, bro.
1: Just watch it. It's hilarious. It's There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's like, oh, I'm losing money. Oh, I'm making money. Oh, I'm losing money. Even if it's like a little bit of money, it's still fun to do. It's I've gotten more entertainment value out of it than I ever thought I would get.
0: So do you think that as far as Doge is concerned, do you think Elon's appearance on SNL will influence it? It Well, it definitely will influence it because it's the only thing that
1: Doge's value is tethered to at this point. There's no actual value in Doge. And, and here's the thing, like there are real uses for certain cryptos. Ethereum in particular, I think, has real world value uses. Bitcoin has a pretty limited use, but, you know, there's some actual use cases for some other some of these coins Doge was created as a joke i mean it it was it was stated this is a mockery of the entire concept of crypto and the big difference between doge and you know some of the other coins you know bitcoin everybody knows you got to mine bitcoin right like you got to spend a ton of energy because you know the 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 encryption Algorithms are, are are increasingly complicated and they, they shrink and make it harder to mine every four years or whatever it is so that it requires you know a 30 90 running for like a week solid to get like one tenth of one Bitcoin
0: Now is the Bitcoin mining part of the GPU crisis? Yes absolutely and it's because Bitcoin GPUs were totally hot even before COVID. I thought
1: well that's I mean this has been going on I I, I, I knew a guy who three years ago he's probably a billionaire now um dated a friend of mine for for a week but he was like his whole thing was he had family money but he he was investing in rigs you know back in 2017 2016 um for for ethereum yeah, my cousin's and husband Bitcoin.
0: was doing that then and i was like, i mean whatever. he had
1: like hundreds of like at the time i think it was like you know 1080s uh, and maybe he moved into the 20 series NVIDIA cards. but I gotta, I mean, We're on a
0: 2080 games. super right now. Hashtag. I'm on a 2070. I'm behind you. But,
1: you know, point being, I mean, this guy has been had been mining Ether when it was, you know, $50 a coin. And now it's $3,500. If he got, you know, 100 coins out of this, this thing, he's got ten, hundreds of thousands of dollars just from this. So he was way ahead of the curve. Way smarter than me, apparently. Uh, you know, it helps to have family money and not have to work, and that's where you can put your money. Yeah,
0: what but, the fuck? I fucked <laughs> up.
1: I mean, yeah, why were you not born with you know resources and you know uh, you know a, a house in the Hamptons? Uh, but
0: I'm looking at my mom right now. I'm looking in the I, camera. I'm but looking I mean, right he was at you. Smart. He
1: deployed that capital. He got that capital. But he you could have had away. this baby
0: anywhere. <laughs> I, I will.
1: I'll give him credit. I mean, people who use that advantage in a way that is at least accretive you know, of of additional wealth, and they use it to, you know, multiply their situation, you know, that it's more than a lot of people do, right? But anyway, you know, if you'd had the foresight to do it, then you'd be, you know, you'd have many, many millions of dollars. Um, But Bitcoin in particular, utilizes a lot of these resources. So like, it it becomes increasingly hard to mine these things, you know, something like 70% of the Bitcoins that are being mined now are in China, where they can, like, you know, put all of these rigs that are just naked rigs with, with GPUs lined up in some coal mine where it's cold so that they don't have to, you know, air condition the place. Uh, ether others, you know, they use it, they use a different, it's proof of stake. They use different technologies to sort of mine additional coins, which are much more environmentally friendly, energy sensitive, energy safe, but more to the point ether is, you know, you've heard about non-fungible tokens. Ether is like the network, the backbone of the idea of these non-fungible tokens that, you know, that they only exist because of the Ethernet blockchain. And they're actually using the blockchain for useful things. And, you know, there's some inherent value in that. Well, Doge has none of that. Doge doesn't even have a cap. So like you can only mine 21 million Bitcoin or whatever the number is. Doge, you can mine an infinite number of Bitcoin and like it's spitting out 50,000 coins a day or per block or something like that. So that, you know, what is it even worth? Like there's no cap to it it's merely inflationary speculation it's it's truly meaningless and worthless has no real world applications and is only being pumped up basically as a meme
0: i understand what you're saying right i totally think it sounds legit for my audience for people that don't really understand crypto at all uh what would make something like bitcoin more viable or more real than dogecoin
1: well, Bitcoin really isn't that much more real
0: than Dogecoin, right? That's why that's why I'm, I'm asking because I know it's and a spectrum and I know it gets I know it gets tight.
1: I think that's right. Well, the the, the, the primary difference between Bitcoin beyond the, how they are mined is that Bitcoin has a limit in the number of bitcoins that will be issued. So ever if you if you buy a Bitcoin for fifty five fifty seven thousand dollars, whatever they're worth today, it's fifty eight you know, eight right now. <laughs> You're you're you can rest assured there aren't going to suddenly be a billion more bitcoins that exist than exist today because there's a an absolute cap they're hard to create there's a, there's an artificial scarcity that's built into the existence of bitcoin right whereas Doge has zero scarcity there is no I cap. use
0: the term artificial scarcity today to somebody and they acted like I was crazy
1: well everything about the entire idea of blockchain and crypto is artificial so artificial scarcity applied to crypto is kind of you know redundant in a lot of ways but there is a scarcity you know there will only ever be i think it's 21 million or whatever uh bitcoins in the world at the end of the mining chain so to the extent that people have put value in to bitcoin it will never be the term we use is diluted you know in the the stock world you know if you're if you issued more stock you know, if, if, if I, there's a 100,000 shares of stock of a company, and I issue a 100,000 more shares of stock, I've just got half of what I had before because the company is a 100% of the pie. So my 100,000 shares now are 50% as opposed to 100%. You know, if you have one Bitcoin, you have one 21 millionth of the entire stake in Bitcoin. There will never be 21 million more Bitcoins to dilute your share. Doge... You could have an infinite number of additional Doge that could uh, functionally dilute the value of Doge, assuming Doge had inherent value in the first place, which none of this does. I will say that I think that's, uh, there are blockchains that do, and Ether is one of them that clearly has applications outside of people sinking money into it. Are you
0: talking about Ethereum? Yes. That's I think the word Hilton likes.
1: I think Ethereum is a real it, – it has value beyond the fact that people are paying for it. You know, Bitcoin really What is that, and what is that value? Just well, for- like I said, non-fungible tokens run on the Ethernet, Ethereum blockchain, right? So, you know, they, they only exist because of their applications within the blockchain. And I'm not a techie in, in the way that is meaningful to explain no, that's obviously how this all works. Thank you for that but there are applications that exist because of the ethereum blockchain and they, there are other coins or other blockchains I that think are sort just of-
0: to people that aren't heavily participating um I know non-fungible tokens because of Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan and uh is it just being included in a cult of personality like Dogecoin <laughs> is with Elon well so the
1: non-fungible tokens are dumb that's there's just no way around it like I, I, essentially what it was, the, the idea behind some of this art, these art sales using NFTs, non fungible tokens, is, is a noble one. It's the, you know, we want to we be able to sell digital art to have that be a thing that one can own, you know, sort of uniquely. You know, that's the non fungibility of the non fungible token is this unique, non reproducible device. But what you actually are buying when you buy, let's say you buy a, a, a GIF, I'm calling it a GIF because it's a G, not a J but a GIF, you know, non-fungible token from the artist. What you've actually purchased in reality is a dedicated link to a website that you don't necessarily own where that GIF is hosted, and that could change tomorrow. So you own the link, but where that link leads is not a thing you own. You don't own the website. You don't own the actual picture. That picture can still be reproduced.
0: Because that's some of the misconception is people think if you buy uh the kings of leon album for six thousand dollars as an unfungible token that you own then the publishing and everything and that's not even necessarily it's not like martin screlly buying the
1: wu-tang album that's not the same thing that was that was what people think they're buying when they buy an nft in some cases i think people who aren't educated about it um and, and what they're really buying is a a single link which they they own that link and that link exists because of the ethereum blockchain it runs on ethereum and it's not that the coin is not even really enter into what that means um what 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 matters in that regard is the entirety of the blockchain of the algorithmic operations of ethereum that allow the nft to have a dedicated place in existence on that blockchain so it's 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 that's a very high level way of putting it which is about as far as i understand it to be honest no, I love it. So I, I apologize. I, you, we re- you really should get some kind of tech engineer to explain, you know, what blockchains are., well, you know, yeah. how
0: they work. My audience will let are. me know if that's necessary. <laughs> you want to help me solve some more of the world's problems? Uh, where do we start?: God. Well, California gubernatorial hopeful Caitlin Jenner says oh, yeah. trans girls should not get to participate in girls sports, saying it just isn't fair. You see this ladder I climbed up on? I'm pulling it up after me. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Caitlyn Jenner in a nutshell. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, and only in California can you... Um, uh, can that headline come out of... Um, so Caitlyn Jenner is a rich white Republican trans woman. And I think in that order is something I read on. Facebook I think today. that's a very good way of putting it. I love I, that. Uh, somebody in that order that. is
1: the key part of part of that statement. And it's, so it's very
0: well Ka- said Caitlyn Jenner is um, a fucking nightmare, uh, but a uh, champion of a lot of things that, that are probably good. Clearly
1: a va- very talented person you know, that, that had certain talents and gifts that, that brought those to bear in certain ways. I mean, you don't become an Olympian without being talented. Right? Oh yeah. Um uh, Beyond that, I think we've said enough about Caitlyn Jenner, to be honest. Like I don't yeah. have, there's nothing good I have to say. And
0: I mean, I certainly disagree with the sentiment. I'm kind of, it's kind of aggravating, that so much of the trans conversation is centered around youth sports, which is never something I was included in and not something that I feel like, I mean, it's actually the battleground that and here's, people here's a real like conversation.
1: Is. Here's a real conversation because there is zero concern on the part of the politicians around, you know, youth sports being corrupted by trans children. This is not right. a real thing. It's not a thing that anyone actually is worried about in reality. This is virtue signaling by the right. Is this because
0: I was talking about this earlier with a friend of mine about uh, I was I was thinking back to when um, we were under the Obama administration and I was thinking back to how things were different uh, from the time that I was in then. So I'm thinking about a time that I was thinking uh, during the the Bush administration and just knowing that that was kind of the first time in my life because I was still, you know, developing as a as a citizen that I noticed such a difference in um, how kind of the tone of like the popular conversation was moving on certain issues and it just seemed. And then once we get into 2016 and the Trump administration, we have real problems. And so we have real fights happening. Like it's so much different than this seems like one of those issues that we're over inflating and kind of using as a a battleground for a deeper cultural divide.
1: Well, that's right. And let's not forget though, that, you know, you just referred to the Bush era and the Obama era and let's not forget Obama was elected as a president who was against gay marriage right at the time for and sure this, this was
0: i mean he 13 couldn't be years he ago could, he would have
1: alienated too much of his base my 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 oldest son was essentially born into a world where gay marriage was illegal and that's right and he doesn't know that and because it's unfathomable to him no it doesn't make why sense. would it be why would it be Well, what well, who would care um but but let's not forget it wasn't long ago these things were very, very real frontline, front and center cultural battles. And the right wing lost every single one of them. I mean, the yeah. traditionalists have lost every single cultural battle where it's meaningful. Um, you know, they're still fighting a rearguard action trying to, you know, control women's bodies uh, vis-a-vis abortion. And, you know, I, let me let me just pause there for a second and say, I don't think anyone, myself included, wants there to be abortions. I don't right. Think anybody's like like. Trying to go abortion is a good thing, we should have more abortions, right? Nobody's saying that, but yet there's this, I think, in some quarters, still a good faith. You know, I think it's an easy thing to say, Well, killing babies is a bad thing. I think everybody agrees with that. Everyone agrees, so so you know, you've got this good faith rear guard action against a battle that should have been over two generations ago, but you know, in the meantime, you know, gay marriage is legal, you know, trans people are accepted. Um, you know, we've had a, a robust conversation. I think around, you know, what is okay to do and what is not okay to do. And I mean, the shit that was said, you know, after I graduated from college. Let alone the the shit that I was said when I was when I was in high school or grade school. You know, even some some you know comedies that aren't that old. I mean, they really like this. You can't say that stuff anymore. It's just oh, okay. it's
0: all we've talked about it on this show before. I don't know if it was with you or not, but there's just so much stuff that you don't even go back that long ago. You don't even have to go all the way back to uh the 90s or the 80s are where some of it's more obvious there's tons of really problematic language from not even 10 years ago in right. very mainstream kind of popular platforms i mean um so tr-
1: transphobia has eff- effectively become the last bastion of acceptable prejudice you know yeah. in certain categories and and you know all of these other prejudices didn't just go away like all of these the people that are pushing transphobia that are pushing these this legislation are the ones they would push it every bit further that they could get away with. But this is the last hill that they have to die on. And it's an it's a much harder hill for, you know, the the forces of tolerance to really sort of get across to people because it is a difficult thing for a lot of people to accept. And, you know, that, that is where, you know, the 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 rump forces of bigotry have found fertile ground for people that say, well, yeah, okay, sure gay people can have rights and not be persecuted and not be nailed to a tree, but, you know, I just don't get why men can't just be men and women can't just be women. That's, again, a very simplistic and easy thing for someone who has not really been exposed to any of the issues in reality to sort of adopt and just say, why do people have to get all excited about this? Why can't things just be simple? um, without really doing any meditation or having, you know, do the work of understanding what someone who might be a trans person has to go through or, you know, even empathize with that person. Yeah. So, so that's what you're seeing is it's not about, it's not about trans people alone. It's about all of these things. It's about all of these, you know, going back to, you know, racial segregation. I mean, it really is like, you know, how could I still hate on somebody because I hate on all of them, but at some level, like, you know, what is still acceptable for me to say
0: out loud? Can you um hold the line for me here? I'm gonna take just a brief intermission. I'm gonna get a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Perfect thing. And I'm gonna we're gonna be back here in less than just a couple minutes uh to follow up on our last episode of the show, Kitchen Crisis. Al, I need your help on this. Stay with us. We'll be uh we'll be right back. the music was on i didn't want you to be uh... I, did, I was really it was a tech question more like how this works oh no yeah the, i i keep the stream live i just um i built in uh, a yeah, way for for now. me to take a quick uh production break so uh um, so our last episode of the show kitchen, was, was all about the kitchen crisis did you listen to our last episode i
1: i i regret to say that i didn't manage to, get to the last sucker episode. it was out for
0: an extra day it's I, I, I had i had a busy week so, yeah. this whole issue that we talk about every week on the show since COVID started, well, the show started after COVID, so we've talked about it on the show a lot. It's a trend that's been a problem since COVID started. People attribute it to the unemployment crisis um, and the unemployment benefits that are in place because of COVID. Yeah, but, totally. But regardless, uh, people um, are really having trouble keeping uh specifically fast food restaurants uh and low-paying restaurant job staff yeah it's not limited to those though i mean it's so it's not at all it's absolutely not at all now here's the thing so i had an article that I, i pulled a clip from um that i wanted to read an excerpt from to kind of put forth sort of an argument she makes an argument parts of which i agree um parts of which with which I agree, I should say. Uh, and uh, but she makes an argument in a way that I don't have to. So I'm just going to read an excerpt of it that I thought kind of encapsulated some of the stuff I was thinking, but it's not necessarily my own words. So I don't have to fight with anybody about it. So uh, stick with me here. But what if people weren't lazy and instead for the first time in a long time were able to say no to exploitive working conditions and poverty level wages, question mark? What if business owners are scandalized, dismayed, frustrated or bewildered by this scenario because their pre-pandemic business models were predicated on a steady stream of non-unionized labor with no other options, question mark. It's not the labor force that's breaking, it's the economic model maybe, right? This is what she writes. We should ask ourselves, our communities and our government, if a business can't pay a living wage, should it be a business? If it's too expensive, for businesses to provide healthcare for their workers, maybe we need to decouple it from employment. If childcare is a market failure, but we need childcare for the economy to work, how can the government build that infrastructure? Because again, it'd be something technically that we're all paying into for us all to use, right? If the pay you provide workers doesn't allow them to live in the community, what needs to change collectively, we should be thinking of different funding models, different ownership scenarios, I don't really know what that means, and different growth imperatives failure to do so is so uh is simply resigning ourselves to another round of this rigged game now so in and thinking about that I I started with uh if your business model includes plays that make below a certain amount of money and we determine as a society that amount of money is unrealistic maybe your business model needs to be updated and this is going to be hard some businesses will be determined to be uh excessive and they will die off I'm sure but to expect, but to expect. Happened anyone um to survive on what they make in 40 or 50 hours a week right now is ridiculous i thought people that were really in charge of the food and kitchens would have been making something closer to like 15 dollars an hour and that's just not the case i'm seeing a lot of jobs people are saying to me oh my place pays more than that or whatever but those aren't the jobs i see posted jobs i see posted are like 10 15 an hour 11 dollars an hour I mean and so and and we're talking about grilling food, frying food. We're not talking about a snow cone stand or uh, right. an ice cream place no, it's or a even hard a subway. fucking job. We're, yeah, so mean, we're talking about I mean it's a lot of work. It's gross. It's it's, it's, it's a grueling
1: you know, an 8-hour shift, a double, a, you know, standing well, around and over that's a fire for the conditions a double. Have it sucks. been
0: such for such a long time that I mean, if you're going into work at all, you're going to have to work probably the whole time the place is open that day. And, well, and that's, and that's due are to the they're going to have to close early. Places, right? Joe works at a restaurant that we've been using as sort of a, a, a an example of this problem. I mean, they're closing for dinner service on mother's day cause they can't staff it. They're right. gonna be open for lunch and they're not going to be open for dinner.
1: Well, and I saw another sort of insightful idea about this and I just had it and I lost it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's, there's, there's a lot of threads here. There's a lot to unpack from this you know in, in my first response to the, the clip that you just read you know on an emotional level at least is preach like this is something you know many people have been talking about for a long time like if you if you can't afford to own a business and run it in a way that allows your employees uh to work full-time or you know to to supplement their income in a way that allows them to live so that they don't have to go and work another job um on top of that just to pay minimum rent you know you're effectively living on exploit exploited labor you you don't have to dividend yourself extra cash you don't as a business owner you're not entitled to a cush lifestyle right like and and so you say the only way i'm going to make the money i'm making as a business owner is if i pay underpay my employees well maybe you don't fucking deserve to live the lifestyle as a business owner that you think you should have because you don't have the business, you don't quite the business that you thought you did the only way that ever worked was because you were basically stealing labor from other people in order to subsidize your own lifestyle and that's capitalism in a nutshell and i think we all know that to some degree i mean there's no real mystery that you know at the top of the chain You're not working that much harder than the people at the bottom of the chain. That your life is so much better. You're not that much smarter. You're not that much better. You know, the billionaire class, none of them are more worthy individuals. They're just not. You know, and and if you've ever met billionaires, millionaires, whatnot, you know, there's a lot of really smart, hardworking people in that group, but there's a lot of people that aren't in that group as well. It's luck as much as it is anything else. And it's luck that puts people in a lot of the places they're at. So any business owner who, suddenly finds themselves without a viable business model because they don't have effectively, you know, excess labor to exploit so that their lifestyle can continue to, to exist as it was, you know, maybe you ought to revamp your business model at this point. Maybe you need to shrink it. Maybe you need to lower your expectations about what your take-home pay out of your dividends is going to be because you don't happen to own a business that other people are doing, you know, and I have sympathy for know business owners you know like what was it flannery's i think not flannery's what's the the place in on watson that just shut down this week um it's right by me Mm -mm. but you know they were they were talking about working 100 hour weeks just to keep the place open. And they're like, we're done. We're retiring. We had a buyer before COVID. That buyer fell through. We can't hire enough people to do it. We're working on under- it I get it. I wouldn't want to work 100-hour a week to keep my business
0: float either. Right. You but know, the answer... I, I mean, but they but they were putting in the, the kind of sweat equity to try to make it work... Well, I respect that. Right. Like that's right. And so that, and they've been that's doing it what you're it saying. Is that that's probably a good example. And right. And they decided, you know what? It's not viable, at least not right now. So not, it wasn't of, worth it
1: to them. They're in their 60s. They yeah. don't want to do this anymore. They're working too hard. I mean, they can just shut it down and they've got enough money that it's not they're not going to be broken by this. So good for them. Um, but, you know, then then you've got people running, you know, nine shops or whatever. And, you know, fast food franchisees are, are a great example of this. I mean, they don't exist before the minimum wage slave and the inside I, I, I remember the inside I was getting at earlier was that you know I, I forget what it, who which business owner it was it might have been sugar fire might have been uh, another one uh, another one of the barbecue joint owners but you know someone who's trying to be a responsible business owner you know making the point that you know so much of what's the elephant in the room is that you know these were and you hear this from the people that are like well these are just jobs for high school students well they were jobs for the 16 to 22 year olds but now being a 16 year old is a full-time fucking job. You don't have time to go work 20 hours a week at Pizza Hut when also, you're in high school. Also who gonna, whos do.
0: Who's sending their kids to work at the McDonald's when I need to be there at 630 in the morning? Well, I mean, that was
1: never the high school. I mean I, I worked I got fast food jobs when I was 14 years old myself. I worked till I, from 14 till I was in my 20s. I turned 21 at the bar I worked at, you know at the, as a kitchen boy. Uh, But, you know, certainly, you know, six, seven years of my life was part time work in kitchens. I think it was great for me. I think it may have built a work ethic. I'm glad I did it. Uh, I think everybody should have to do that kind of service work and see what it what people go through to understand what those jobs really entail. But it was shitty minimum wage. I mean, I I saw my first job I started I got paid four twenty-five an hour to work at a s- sandwich shop,
0: you know. It was That's like, what's part of it was is what's crazy too, is I know when I started working, minimum wage was like six fifty, maybe, maybe it was six forty five, and then it got bumped up to six fifty five and we were like, Hey. I got then, I remember it got bumped up to four seventy five. We we're like, we all get a fifty cent an hour yeah, raise. Like I mean Yes.
1: <laughs> when I but, was working at budget rent a car in high school for six fifty an hour, and that was big money. Like that was like You're you're a couple dollars over minimum wage at that point, or a dollar fifty over minimum wage. It was like it was awesome. So what are we going to? We're getting paid so much.
0: So what would you? How are we going to solve the problem in a way that's going to be that's going to feel appropriate to the people that are are saying? They can't even put cheese on my filet fish and they want $15 an hour. How, what would we say to those people that are hypothetical? That I You about?
1: should probably make your own fucking food is the answer to that. If you If you don't want to have empathy for restaurant workers and you don't want to pay what it actually costs to have people make food for you, there's a grocery store and you should go there yeah. and you should buy ingredients and you should make your own goddamn lunch because yeah, if you can't I, I like be that. civil and you can't pay what it's worth then you know what go do it your fucking self okay that's so we the solved answer. the problem we solved the problem for those people <laughs> right those well people, that and, that's that's the easy solution no, 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 well so for but me that doesn't help for, the restaurant
0: okay, now what if i just want to continue having the dining experiences i want to have and i'm okay with uh uh everything uh resulting in uh, us all paying for those people to be uh, treated fairly. Now, how, how, what is that going to look like? So, so number one, we've got to end the
1: false bottom of minimum wage for, for service personnel in that, you know, waiters, servers, whatever you call them, shouldn't get paid less than minimum wage as a wage. You know, they shouldn't rely on tips. That's a uniquely American piece of bullshit that we use to underpay our employees so waiters so they should servers, be
0: making like full minimum wage and then their tips if,
1: if minimum wage is $15 an hour they should be making $15 an hour right and I say that as a kitchen boy who works as hard as those he, people he and they get call yourself
0: that I'm a fucking kitchen I was boy. a kitchen boy I I, I am
1: a kitchen I was boy a by a heart
0: kitchen boy
1: I am a kitchen I was never a front of house I was always I back of house still just in I'm with Anthony Bourdain on this like he's not a server I'm, still I'm just with
0: the kitchen boy <laughs>
1: It's, I'm a dish bitch is what I really am. Is I was the guy every job yeah, I worked at a fucking a dish, bookstore bitch. and I did dishes my first day there. Tell me a... I'm a dirty
0: little kitchen boy.
1: Anyway, you pay your servers fifteen dollars an hour. They should tip out the back of the house. That's that's a whole other issue. But you know we should end tipping as a thing that is the the you know the the that allows the industry the the restaurant the, the employer to underpay their employees because that's what it is. It's you're making your, I'm already paying more for my food because I'm subsidizing one part of that industry, the 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 front of the house by
0: paying them directly or the delivery driver by paying them directly. Yeah. But and the poor Tom kitchen Colicchio's boys thing. Are, are getting paid sh- jack shit. When Tom Colicchio from um, top chef was on, who is so handsome was on hot ones, which is so weird because he can't eat spicy food. He said that <laughs> on the show, it burns his butthole. And uh, he said that, if you're using tipping as some sort of a justice system, which does which is super outdated and toxic, but you're punishing, you're typically punishing the server for something that actually was probably the back of the house's fault. Yeah, and we I, I feel like
1: those of us who worked in the industry at one point or another know better than to do that, right? Yeah. Like if, if 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 it's clearly I I I'm not gonna say I'm above withdrawing a tip the twenty percent easily tip- up to thirty percent the 20% tip is the basic, right? Like, it's like, this is this is expected. If you lose that it's because you personally, I watched you fuck up in a way that was offensive. Like, that's the only way it happens. I'm not going to say I'm above doing that, because I will do that if somebody does something that's offensive, but it takes a lot to get there. But, you know, if I see you going above and beyond, or you have a busy shift, it goes up, in my view. And but that's, you know, not everybody can afford to do that. You know, totally, and, and especially
0: when that's you're... the other thing. Is I'm totally, I mean, I don't know. I always think people pay more attention than they do, but it, a, the obvious critique to us having this conversation is that we obviously speak from a place of privilege where we can tip 30%. We, to- we, we totally and, do. And we have options on how we choose to feed ourselves. Well, we, do. I've, I drink like five cases of, of LaCroix a week. I mean, it's wild. It's a lot of, that's here. a
1: lot of fucking Lacroix, man. I mean, really, I don't know if
0: it's a week; it could be every two weeks. I get five still, cases at a time delivered from Sam's.
1: It, it's that's yeah. I, I'm not going to say I haven't gotten five cases of Lacroix at a time. Uh, that is that is definitely an experience I have had. But I have documentation
0: on how often I've refilled.
1: I also have four kids who also drink Lacroix, so
0: those bougie little bastards i mean
1: they don't even know how good they fuck they
0: have n- that's what i say about my puppies all the time they like you guys were supposed to be fucking gassed in the womb you have no idea you hit the fucking lottery they live better than i do
1: yeah i'm, I'm yeah it's it, it, not a topic i've already said things about my kids on this podcast that were not true and were over the top for effect and i'm just not going to go there but let's You're just say you can my kids my kids are, are are well taken care of they have more than they need
0: i was talking about my dogs you narcissist <laughs> um you know i can't eat hot dogs you racist i uh, was no, the, yeah that but was no the- i mean poor isadora piglet her mom was rescued pregnant full term pregnant with like 11 puppies and then now she ends up here puppies. i mean and the food they eat i talked about this a couple weeks ago in the show that you don't listen to uh, i
1: listen a lot i just didn't listen to the,
0: the i didn't listen to the last one man call me a hey i got a job boy. you know i can't just sit I around and listen job. to podcasts all the time <laughs> yeah that's true that's what i've been um and what were we talking about um we were talking about the plight louis's service food. employee at the Lewis, end of the day louis's dog food smells so beefy and chocolatey and delicious all at the same time i've never eaten it though um so you can admit it you can admit you so what but taste. what does that mean is people are saying that if unemployment goes back to how it used to be that the kitchen crisis is just going to be over and that people are going to be back at those jobs now why are you shaking your head because that's just the
1: the analogy here is the 13th century in europe and it's we had the system called feudalism right where people were effectively owned and tied to the land and then I don't know, 40%, 50%, whatever it was, of the population fucking died because we have the Black Death come along. And all of a sudden you have the Renaissance because now labor is scarce. And guess what? Systems of oppression tend to break down when labor has power. And that's what happened after the Black Death. And what what COVID has done, there are people... They're, they didn't just go, oh, I'm going to get unemployment. I'm not going to work, and this is great. Nobody's fucking doing that. Everybody is looking for the next opportunity. Everybody is looking for how this is – what's the long-term play here? Nobody is saying, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do after unemployment runs out. It's like, like those people who say that are the ones who have been burning the pavement looking for a job in something else. And many, many of those people found that job in something else and many of those servers many of those kitchen boys many of those you know
0: call me a kitchen boy
1: what whatever you know and and many many service industry personnel found a gig that paid better was a lot was a lot less of a pain in the ass to do maybe offered them more stability in their scheduling because God knows if you worked in a restaurant the last thing you have is stability in your scheduling you don't own your own life in that world Um, maybe you know enables them to not have you know the the unwashed, maskless, you know,
0: anti-vax
1: crowd coughing on them all. Fucking bro,
0: day. it's gross. I was at Helen's last night because I had to go to dinner with my father. That's his favorite restaurant. I'm an hour in. We can talk about him. He's not. If, if my if Dad, if you make it an hour into one of these episodes, I'll buy you dinner again. <laughs> you rat bastard. And uh, it was you seriously. My sister was our waitress, and she had her mask around her chin most of the time. Otherwise, COVID was not happening. Right. Right. I mean, thank so, God I'm fully vaccinated.
1: This was legitimately a, a dangerous job in the last year. And and why, you know, so number one, I get $600 a week unemployment through the government for this temporary thing. So I don't have to do this. It is no longer a matter of like, I don't, if I don't go to work, I don't eat. It's like I can eat like and i don't need to do and you're referring to, to the, my, you're not
0: unemployed you're talking in the hypothetical right the, Just for the, my the, listeners the, because i have people of various there are people that listen to the show that are neurodivergent put, put, put,
1: putting oneself in, in in the shoes of a service person who was laid off who got unemployment you know to say do i need to go back to my old life if i'm getting unemployment there is a factor that it, you know, sixteen six six hundred dollars a week is fifteen dollars an hour. It's something like sixteen thousand dollars a year. It's not great money, but it's I'm not starving to death, and I can put a roof over my head, money. So that's great. Like that's a thing. Like I no longer have to choose between whether I subject myself to potential bodily illness and death or eating. Like I, this is no longer a binary proposition. I can eat and not maybe put myself in the the, the path of COVID. So there are there's there's a substantial p- proportion of people that realized this a lifestyle that they probably didn't have an option to realize before many of them with that time took the opportunity to see what else was out there because so much of living in poverty and working shift to shift is not having fucking time to get your shit together to look for a better position and and, you know anyone who's been in a situation knows what i'm talking about like you're just you know dragging yourself out of bed Through the day, through your two jobs, through your double, through whatever it is, to get home, to go to sleep, to get six hours of sleep, to try to do it again tomorrow. And, you know, let alone errands and whatnot. You know, you're not, you don't have time to look for a fucking job. You don't have time to educate yourself. You don't have time to like figure out what a better path might be. You're just trying to pay the rent. So, a lot of people, I think, got an experience where they had leisure time and were able to sort of think about bettering themselves. And they realized maybe going back to sort of, you know, substandard wage slavery is not the life I want for myself. So I think a lot of people have opted out of the industry. So ending unemployment isn't going to magically like put the genie back in the bottle on any of those issues, right? Like you have all of these people who might've, you know, for better, lack of a better term, been trapped in this life that were suddenly liberated from it, you know, and if they want to go back, they now have the choice of any institution they want to go back to. They can find the best place to go back that treats their employees well. That's paying this mythical thousand dollar signing bonus for you know a cook, which I have yet to see in reality.
0: That's the thing. You, <laughs> the the people that want to act like unemployment is the problem. Um, one paying
1: fifteen dollars an hour unless they have
0: to. I just yeah. Send me the send me the job offer.
1: Right. Right. Let me see there's, it. People would, if, if these jobs were so plentiful that they were falling off of trees and there were really all these m- magical signing bonuses and everybody was getting paid $15 an hour plus for, for forever and, and all of this was out there, people would have been lining up to take those jobs. That's a bunch of media bullshit that didn't do their, their actual research. I want to see the, the journalist come in and say, here's the claims of all these people. They're saying there's all these things out there. We looked into this and here's what you actually find because it I promise you it is not this this you know cornucopia of the the this amazing 15 dollar an hour plus signing bonus you know 40 hour a week job you know what they're not telling you is that you know if it's 15 hours you you're guaranteed seven hours a week you know and it's going to be the fucking night shift or it's going to be opens or, or whatever it is you know it's like there's all this there's all these nuances to the industry that people outside of the industry look at and be like i'll, I'll work 15 an hour it's better money than i'm making now it's like no you won't because that's not what they're actually offering
0: yeah that's the thing is i can't actually find like a follow-up Thing on no, because um, it's
1: all bullshit that what they're trying to do yeah. is leverage a, a a sort of call it an astroturfing campaign because it's what it is of uh, of of political support to end the unemployment benefits because they think if people are desperate then they'll get back to where things were and that's really let's talk about that that's what we're really counting on as a you know f- fast food franchisee you're you're talking about I want people to suffer so they have to come work this shitty job for peanuts because it's the only way my business model works. That's what we're advocating when we have those news stories. That's what that's really about. And it's fucked up and it's bullshit. My yeah. two cents. No, so when, you say, crush when you it. say when you when you when you read that excerpt that you read, that's why I say preach because Well, yeah. This is liberation I, of, a, it, of an felt, enslaved class. That's how I felt. But it,
0: when I just read something in my car by myself or something um like I need some validation before I totally make sure it's like I think I agree with all of you this. You can buy
1: into that. That was spot fucking on.
0: Yeah. Um in other news, Takashi 69's baby mama is in crisis after a botched butt job. Turns out she had an MS flare up during a, some kind of a Brazilian style butt implant, but I think she's going to be okay. <laughs> i mean she has ms and her ass is all chopped up but i think i I love i I love the transition there that was perfect i'm a professional broadcaster i went to school um wing shortage i've already experienced this myself at a local bar and grill i ordered wings. that, that is actually alarming tell me more and they had wings, but not their usual wings. He said, Yeah, I can I can get you the wings, same sauce. Well these black can, wings, but they're not the wings I normally get. They're still whole. They're not butchered at all. So they're so they're like the Schnook's wings that you buy, but they haven't like peeled them apart or done any of that shit. They didn't they well that's the thing, it's also a staffing crisis. They don't have kitchen staff to butcher the wings themselves either. So they fry the wings with the drummy and the thing and the part you don't even eat still attached. So let, let me ask you this before we leave, because you've just brought it back
1: to the, the restaurant crisis, and I think the final point that you directly implicated there is: Would you pay more for the well-dressed done wing than you're paying and you're used to paying because you, yes. you're willing to pay for, you know, kitchen staff to do it and yes. to make a living wage? Yeah, I think that's what it takes: is a commitment from us as restaurant goers to pay more for our food because you're actually I mean, wings are already kind of
0: high. Work. I mean, let's just round them up to fifteen bucks. They're usually ten or eleven now.
1: If that extra few dollars, I would eat out less. I mean, I wouldn't eat out less than I already do because I barely eat out now. But, you know, I'd be willing to pay that more, that much more money for a better experience for everybody, right? Like, it seems like, you know, versus the I, I hastily, I got this wing out of the package, hole, I didn't cut it up. I threw it in the oven and threw it in some Frank's Red Hot and put it on your plate. I'd rather somebody take the time and I'll pay three extra dollars yeah fucking time to say
0: fucking snip snip girl you get some scissors out there butcher some wings say it um
1: it's worth that's worth the three dollars again and i'm wondering if it's related
0: to the uh employment crisis because you know if we can't get people to work at mcdonald's we sure as fuck can't get them to go fucking chop chicken at tyson in arkansas and shit well
1: here's the other side of that is the immigration Shut down you know well that's the, you lock, you that's the other thing Tyson it was fucking America Babies
0: I mean who's Gonna be clipping well, chicken you made
1: People afraid to come into the country you Know the the, the dark secret of all of our food industry, all the agricultural industry was none of those fucking people
0: had... Did you see the TikTok I sent out of the guy that was walking around an asparagus field, able-bodied, young, slender gentleman, talking about, we're going to just throw all this asparagus away because we can't get anybody to come pick it. I'm like, I have so many questions. You want to go pick it? I fucking don't. I'm like, well, bro, you're walking around it right now. Grab some of it. It's right there in front of you. Also, because he's in the TikTok standing there. Also, uh... Are you going to pick it to throw it away? You can throw it away, but you can't pick it to sell it? Like, what do you mean? You Are you just going to leave it there? If you're just going to leave it there, I understand.
1: Again, I mean, I, I, I'm torn because I do think there's something to what he said. You know. In well, that, okay,
0: you know, but what are we going to do about it is what I'm saying.
1: We need to open the fucking borders. If you want people to pick your asparagus, you're not going to get Americans to But how it are we going to also
0: stop the exploiting of that labor?
1: Well, that's another question, and our— What we need to do is sort of institutionalize in a legal way that flow of labor. And we need to pay them what they're worth and we need to pay more for our produce. So this increases our costs at at the grocery store. But you know what increases them more? When they're fucking wilting on
0: the vine and there's no one to pick them. I I took a freshman seminar course with this guy uh, who brought in um, a farmer who was like a kind of a Ted talky kind of dude. And he brought in an ear of corn and he explained how he went to Australia and breakfast was $75 because everything was organic. He was all uh, – because somebody had just done a presentation about how GMOs were bad or something, which I'm not even – if we could solve world hunger with GMOs, I think it's a lot better than 100. other stuff we'd put it than the chemicals we put on food. I'd rather I mean, have – I'd rather be a GMO. If the
1: any, anything about, bad about GMOs, it would be all over it, but the science doesn't isn't there. It's just not.
0: I just don't think our body is to the – yeah i think it's probably a good uh, yeah so gmos probably not the hill i'm gonna die on is what i'm gonna say i like an organic option i guess it's got to be cost effective and convenient like and you know i mean it's
1: well there's a reason gmos and you know i pesticides are another issue but that's
0: the thing that's what i'm saying is gmos are so much better than using pesticides or hormones and other things or whatever 100 percent. i mean so it's okay, like so yes there's better. unintended
1: consequences but you know what feeding people is better than not feeding people that's the end of the equation, as far as I can tell. Now, but
0: he, I just think, especially because of the way we subsidize agriculture, which isn't something I've ever. I'm began- about to go here. Well, so, uh, so farm so This isn't something I've never, I've never like voted on. But farm subsidies—you don't get to vote on it. It's an it, 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 it's it's an earmarked
1: executive privilege budget thing. If we subsidize vast tracts of farmland in the Midwest in the rural areas of this state that vote to make sure that trans kids can't play sports, they get paid to let their fields sit fallow. We spend millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars of federal tax money of, of, you know, New York and California money essentially to pay Iowa, Missouri, Nebraska farmers to sit on their fucking asses and do nothing. And now let's be realistic about it. It's not, you know, your your Joe Yokel who's getting paid big dollars to sit on their ass. It's Monsano who owns those fields, who's getting paid tens of millions of dollars, you know, for all the acreage that it has to do nothing with it. And, you know, then turns around and puts that money back into politicians' pockets. So now let's take some of that fucking money and subsidize the goddamn pickers who you know let's 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 bring them in legally, you know, pay them what they're worth. Take that money, gr- actually grow the fucking food, actually get it to market. Yeah. You divert it from, you know, big, basically chemical companies that own fields worth of shit that they're not growing. You take that taxpayer money and you put it into the pockets of, you know, a minimum wage earning immigrant laborer and then send them packing at the end of their six months or whatever it is to go back home and take that money home and they'll thank you for the privilege of doing it. And our food prices don't have to go up we've now solved both of these problems so i the mean same i mean, think dollar seems we're like already similar, fucking spending
0: like overhead the core most of those subsidies seem to be going to the the corporate holding overhead and not to where it would actually
1: no, these aren't real people for the most part that are getting these money. The vast majority of this money goes into- Because that's part of their business model, up a publicly right? traded company's stock price. They're, okay? part of their that business model to is Wall also Street.
0: to, they get that money and then they exploit the cheapest- Are you sure your team. fucking headphones are on? Because you keep interrupting me on my show. I'll mute you so goddamn quick, you cocksucker. Uh, but that they're they're exploiting the labor, keeping all those subsidies- and then, I mean, I feel like produce is cheap. I feel like I even sometimes, because Don't I'm an efficient. Amazon Prime member, because I'm fucking better than you. I'm an Amazon I'm t- Prime member. Fuck not you. you. I'm talking, no, I'm not, I'm talking to the people that just guffed when I said that. So even like, even bougie Actually, produce. we're from, both worse than them because we're subsidizing it. Right. Them. Even yeah. the bougie produce they're going to have delivered in two hours to my front door from Whole Foods is pretty fucking cheap compared to other types of food. And people act like produce is already so expensive, but I mean, it's not it's also like if we actually routed the money that we're already spending to subsidize agriculture the correct way, we wouldn't have the employment issue we're having in that specific sector and um That's exactly like you mentioned, our fucking food prices wouldn't even have to change because we're just bettering the the spending of the money that we already have. It's the- sort of like how people in states that have um uh active uh Prison guard unions don't want to legalize cannabis, right? I mean, all the like, money. It's like you want to keep it fucked up just because that's how you're used to it's your business make, model. That's your business model is you're you make money because it's fucked up, right? No, that's I mean that is fundamentally when
1: people talk about late stage capitalism, and they talk about how broken things are and they talk about why capitalism has broken the democracy in this country. This these are the issues that we're talking about. It's always follow the money. It's these are, these are not new. This has been the situation for decades. And, you know, the the calcified, entrenched decadence of our late stage capitalist masters who rely upon these, you know, our taxpayer money. We pay for this. We buy Wall Street subsidies for all of the shit. And they have the audacity to sort of look down on people for taking SNAP or taking welfare or taking whatever it is when they're the biggest fucking pigs at the trough. All of the rich people have their hands in this pot like, like i you know all of us benefit from it who get there is a trickle down effect from this i'm a corporate lawyer i get it i benefit from this my
0: business model some of what that
1: ends up subsidizing is my salary but that's at also the end something of the day, that's
0: been driving me so crazy we were talking about my job earlier and it seems like i really work in these schools that have these uh, student populations that need a lot of help because it, it helps me feel like I'm, I'm really doing something important. I'm not going to do that shit anymore, but I've done it for a long time and it was great. And I, you know what? I did my part and I'm going to go just out in the pasture and feed my birds. But it seems like the model itself is predatory. And even if it's not an entity pocketing a lot of the federal money, which is happening uh, there are institutions all over the country that are exploiting, um, impoverished student populations for their federal it, enrollment it dollars over the last four years with it, the, it happens all US over the place administration. um but also uh oh yeah it's a fucking nightmare um i guess i mean even if it's not one corporate entity for example uh hoarding a bunch of money uh siphoning it away that could also look in the way of a whole network of professionals making salaries that maybe um aren't necessary because maybe they're uh Undermining and exploiting a school system that's already in place. Well, I, I would say the school systems are much less
1: a candidate of that, although there is some of that. But look at that. You've just now hit the nail on the head as to why American healthcare is the way American healthcare is. Because there is an entire, you know, this middle waste of fat <laughs> that exists only because the system requires the churning of these insurance dollars and the denial and the administration of all of these facets of american medicine which have nothing to do with medical care they have everything to do with the financing behind it mm-hmm. and you've got you know in, entire very very large companies you know i'm not i don't i don't want to shit on Centene. you know they're i think as far as i think i own some centine Let me S- st louis you know they're 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 very valuable they're great philanthropists in st louis but their entire business model only exists because we uh. aren't of the european canadian model to say that people have a right to healthcare, if we if we move to that, Centene doesn't have a business model anymore. And I'll leave it at that. Um, they're hardly alone. I mean, there's 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 hundreds of thousands, millions of jobs in this country devoted to industries which do not need to exist, and you know exist only to siphon money. You know, because it's there, it's not the fault of the industry. It's the fault of the system that allows that industry to exist in the first place.
0: But But, part of correcting those mistakes when you try to legislate those mistakes, you have to be able to go in and repurpose that labor. You have to be able to go in and say, yes, I'm going to take away all these coal mining jobs. And that's never never going to happen. Pack your shit, because we're all going to fucking solar panelville or whatever. It's never going to happen
1: without government intervention. You cannot, the
0: market will not take care so of this. This is the thing that happens, because I totally understand a lot of small government options, but in the in the arguments about specific issues, I always very quickly get to a point where it's like, okay, one, the, those people don't really understand how big even their small government is. Number one, we you may have talked about this in detail before, um, but also they're not paying attention to... Um that the point of even having uh, a centralized government is to um uh uphold things it's a, that,
1: it it's that, not to make the other team lose it's right. actually it's actually to help people it's
0: actually yeah it's actually <laughs> this to is what our government together. is supposed to do right like it's right, you're right it's an agreed upon
1: fabric and an ideal. To prevent us from killing each other over resources. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, it's the it's law. Designed... Is, the law is the, the alternative to violence. That is, and that so is the
0: law has to step in when we fuck things up, and we used to fuck things up by just killing other people for food and shit. And so oh, that became sw- no, not a problem when you wiped out the next village, you got all yeah, the food, and not an issue. Food. But then enough of us that got tired of getting speared for ribs, we would, you know, we were like, "Hey, bruh, I bet you, I would have been delicious on the plains." <laughs> If you fucking, (laughs) if you came up on a tribe of fucking pudgy hobbits and you speared one of these, I bet you this meat was tender.
1: Keep going with that thought for
0: one second. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I worry about that. So I worry about, um, just where we're going with, uh, uh, some of those things. Cause we, I mean, we need, I mean, especially when we're talking about, um, People that can't defend themselves without an advocate that has a stake in the system. You know what I mean? When we're talking about children, that's a great example, which is also fucking a travesty because I mean, schools are only really operating on the bare minimum set forth by the state and the laws. You know what I mean? Like it's well, and I,
1: you know, I, I, I live in a wealthy community. Yeah. Um. You know, we pay a relatively high amount of taxes. We continually vote, not continually, we occasionally vote and vote down taxes, but. You know, Webster Groves has traditionally voted for additional resources for our schools, and yet it's not enough. I mean, our teachers are reasonably well paid, and I think, you know, our administrators are well paid, and I think our resources are good, but they always need more. And, you know, the state's not providing anything at this point, so it's really on the property owners to go it up. And and yet here I am. I also am sending one of my kids to private school beyond that you know what does that say about our system you know well, it, it, well and it, that's
0: the thing I've worked in the system for so long and I went to um some really really great schools and and received a really great education and we've talked about on the show a lot recently that it just turns out everyone that worked there was also a sex predator apparently <laughs> I mean that keeps coming out in the fucking news I'm like so I finally You're I got rescued about Kirkwood <laughs> yeah I got rescued from a uh, a really broken system that really didn't even like or want me and we went to a, a couple other places and then we landed in a place that ended up to be a really good fit and then it just turns out i was just dodging the rape monsters the whole time i you mean you weren't you you weren't their
1: target in fairness if uh, what i've read about the particular hurtful. individuals you, you well yeah i mean part of it was having a penis in fairness <sighs> Did they, they just, weren't after
0: they weren't after your penis they, they you just can't weren't. acknowledge my penis on my podcast we're an I'm, hour and a half i'm here.
1: really sorry i i thought i thought you, you were out about your penis i, <laughs> I try not to
0: gender myself in public
1: hey that wasn't about gender it was just about your physical equipment this is i mean you know
0: that's it is that's true that's it, a good point you know, your your gender is not attached to your genitalia you're doing it again you're acknowledging my genitalia i'm sorry that i acknowledge this is really good i think this kind of is a good snapshot that this is a headline that reminded me of the example of the kind of system that we're complaining about right now uh schools use software that blocks lgbtq plus content but not white supremacisms
1: because of course it doesn't
0: a motherboard investigation found the algorithmic surveillance tools allow racist groups like the kkk while flagging lgbtq health sites as porn First
1: of all, what business does the schools have you know censoring materials in the first place? Right? Like like like
0: who gets to be the arbiter of what well, is Well, In a perfect system, like it, it would if that was happening, it would it would happen in a way that uh the school board would vote on the implementation of a certain technology or filter. They would approve Even, that. It, that's
1: happened though, and I mean it's these are still discriminatory systems at, at best. I mean I I I'm simultaneously torn on this in, in that I think that the, the schools have no place in really determining what content students should have access to. And also being like, why do they have a fucking laptop in the first place? They should be reading books. So I'm, I'm simultaneously a, a free speech advocate and a Luddite uh, in this regard. And I, I do think unfettered access as a, as a parent, uh, to to the internet is a terrible idea for you know sort of obvious reasons mm-hmm. but you know i i neither do i trust school administrators to make good choices about what things you know need to be censored so it's like a, it's a fraught sort of I, I have sympathy for the people who are char- charged with making these decisions because i wouldn't want to be in charge either i'd be like well fuck they shouldn't even have access to the internet what do they need the internet for here here's here's an encyclopedia britannica this is everything you need
0: Um, hey, you're killing it today. You are on fire, sister. I don't know what that means. I, I think got it's more archiving. I got more good shit here. Uh, Florida private school bans vaccinated teachers. Did you see this?
1: I did, and I wondered about the legality
0: of that. Yeah, I don't think a they private school in Miami citing false claims bars vaccinated teachers from having contact with students. Uh-huh. A private school. A private school in the fashionable design district of Miami sent its faculty and staff a letter last week about getting vaccinated against COVID-19. I'll
1: just say, I th- I, you know, my, my instinct as a lawyer was, you know, knowing, having looked into, you know, at least the advice of my partners on this point, that you can, as an employer, discriminate against people who refuse to be vaccinated. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty pretty well-trodden ground, relatively speaking. To to discriminate against someone who has chosen to be vaccinated seems like something that HIPAA would prohibit you from even fucking knowing in the first place.
0: Yeah. So apparently, this lady, this is Leila Sentner. Uh, Sentner? Yeah. Centner. Yeah. No, the, the, no, she's a piece of shit. And okay. So, so it turns girl. out. Oh, okay. So this is really great. So um, she apparently uh shared. uh oh, she's an anti vaxxer on Facebook. Right. And right. shared something about reports have surfaced recently of non-vaccinated people being negatively impacted by interacting with people who have been vaccinated. Even among our own population, we have at least three women with menstrual cycles impacted after spent time with a vaccinated person. Right. Okay, she's, so she's she, fucking Looney Tunes. So she's a nutshell. Okay. Good. 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 I, I just save headlines because I want to react organically for the show. I try not to um uh, I did actually see ruin that. It. I th- I think she's on
1: dubious legal ground at best. At best, I at mean, best. yeah.
0: And so this, these are the people. This and that's a private school. It sounds like a nice place. Yeah, I don't know if it's
1: a nice place. It's you, know, you see, you grew up in a city, man. I grew up in rural Missouri or on the edge of it, at least, where the 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 private schools around there were like what whack job, you know, right wing religious views are you going to indoctrinate kids into and make make sure that they? She's hate in everyone.
0: downtown Miami.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I don't know, but she it's Florida. She doesn't, she doesn't sound like the right wing, you know, you know, Christian identity cults that I grew up around. Yeah. Um, she's. It's more this, this left wing granola, uh, anti-vaxxer cult stuff, you know, equally poisonous, just yeah. a different flavor.
0: Yeah. She probably was addicted to cocaine.
1: Eh, it's, that seems slanderous. I'd be careful about what you say. What? <laughs> On what
0: basis did you make that allegation, Mr. Mr. Oh, Manish? Okay. Leela can come for me. That would only boost my ratings. (laughs) Um, Local, some local shit, some local bullshit. I've been saving this for you, Alfred. Yeah, I know what you're going to bring up. I I know. know I got it. Hold on. Let me get my fucking headline. Rockwood teachers call for protection from harassment over diversity curriculum. Teachers in the Rockwood school district are calling on the school board and superintendent to protect them from personal attacks and outright threats of violence as the district grapples with backlash against its diversity and equity mm-hmm. programs. So, so did you
1: did you see the Rockwood School Board's p- publication today? That today? was sort of responsive to this.
0: No, I did see a response. Hold on before we get to there because I want to go in chronological order that a uh black Rockwood alumni group uh countered the protest over race and curriculum. So basically Rockwood has this diversity curriculum like most schools do uh to build sensitivity in response to some of the public conversation over injustices and things that we want to prevent in the classroom. Um, and, uh, teachers are obviously most of the time really into this and really very much like, yes, I want all of my students to feel welcome in the classroom and I want to be a part of the solution. Well, parents feel like they're being made to feel guilty for being white or something. And they're mad.
1: I, I don't know that it needs to even be said, but let's just lay it out there. If if the idea of racism makes you feel personally attacked,
0: maybe you're a fucking racist. I'm just I think it needs to be said. It's a, I totally agree with you. It seems obvious, but I don't think anything can just be assumed to be common knowledge anymore.
1: Well, I mean, facts have no meaning anymore. We we've established that over the last 4 years. I mean, they're boring. And, well, they're they're clearly boring and people People's opinions and how they feel about things is more valuable than actual, you know, verifiable and reproducible results in the real world. But, you know, having said that, you know, that, that you know, there, there is a clearly a contingent of people in the Rockwood School District. I'm not even sure they're parents because I, I saw, you know, the video and the pictures of the people who were at, at these meetings. Not one fucking mask, by the way. at at any of these meetings and they were packed in like sardines but you know a lot of those people looked like they were old enough to have you know grandchildren that had children in the rockwood school district right so i i question whether they are current parents of rockwood students uh and in any case um there was there's just a lot of feelings on display about you know what what it was that they felt like was being alleged when people talked about race in general that had nothing to do with anything that was actually happening in the Rockwood school district. So, you know, this was clearly a platform for people who are aggrieved by the concept that people are talking about race. Uh, and, and, and they wanted to make sure they had their, their, their 15 minutes of Karen screaming into a microphone and, and the ability to do that at the Rockwood school district. Yeah. Then you have, you know the death threats and you know the the, the racial epithets that are fling flung anonymously as, as all brave people would do to the actual officials who are tasked with you know trying to make their the 10 percent of kids in their district who are not white feel like they're not a complete pariah uh within their own school district and i have all the sympathy in the world for these people uh but i, w- I do want to i wanted to point out that today there was a statement yeah, that's where issued go. by the rockwood school board. And I think it hit all of the standard platitudes that you could fairly attribute to most, you know, official bodies in this thing, we don't think racism is okay. And nobody should be giving death threats to our employees, please stop that, you know, you know, the, the extraordinary, you know, is platforms that they would take to say, you know, perhaps, you know, threatening our, our, our personnel for doing their jobs is out of line. But they made a point of as an aside, saying and i quote we want to be very clear the rockwood school district is not teaching critical race theory
0: because that matters well because that's the well because but that's the thing that's spewed out on the other side on the alternative news sources um that that crt is is
1: what is is, critical race theory what what is what is the legal definition of this thing that the state is now trying to ban because they are
0: well right trying to make this illegal yeah, There's um, a bill
1: that that's been passed. It's
0: really just an academic concept that implies that um society is centered around a certain privileged class of people that were predetermined by uh, the founders of the institutions that kind of run all of our life. It's not necessarily saying that um those people was well, that evil. actually critical race theory, or is that the right wing caricature of critical race? Theory? No no, 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 I mean, it's seriously, it's truly just an it's a harmless academic concept that i mean i've that hold on let's go i'm no intellectual expert, right? movement and loosely organized framework of legal analysis based on the premise that race is not a natural biological grounded feature of physically distinct subgroups of now that's beings. not what you
1: just said at all no, hold that's on, not no. what you hold just on. said at
0: all that's actually a thing oh, that i'm reading has I'm reading to still. seem that
1: seems to have some scientific val- validity that that race may be a social construct you're doing the thing to- again
0: well, that's what I'm saying, but a social socially constructed category that is used to oppress and exploit people of color. So, yeah, I mean, it's that's the, that the... racism exists is yeah. critical race theory. Right. That's and we want to make this illegal.
1: We yeah. we we Tennessee it was probably Josh did,
0: Holly's ID. Well,
1: Missouri Missouri is going to make it illegal to teach our kids functionally that racism exists and Rockwood just went out on a limb and said we want to be very clear the rockwood school district is, te- is not teaching and i'm paraphrasing that racism
0: exists yeah that racism is a socially constructed uh uh or race is a socially constructed category that's used as, as uh, oppressed and exploit people of color they want to we're, wanna we're make...
1: not teaching this we want to be clear we're, we're not just you know we're not racism. teaching that
0: i think there were yeah because i uh, think was... that's the. Th- I, yeah. I, and my, that's from my, Britannica. I mean that. I...
1: So, so I think I think that's a fairly. I I I really like what I mean. You, what you just said was the sort of leading question that I was asking. I, I I hoped that I knew the answer, and you gave the one I was hoping you would give. And I think it was a really well said definition of what critical race theory is. And this is what we're arguing. about. You know, functionally, that racism is a social construct that is used to oppress certain people based on characteristics that are immutable and that they don't control. Right. I, in my world this is a fundamentally and wholly uncontroversial concept <laughs> that
0: that well and mine too. people
1: have used race as a way to exploit other people and right. to oppress them and the mere fact of that that might being you know you might teach my my precious little baby that that other people have used race as a way to exploit and oppress other people isn't a personal fucking attack on me it is so pathetically be beneath contempt it's hard to articulate how little respect for the parents i have in in, in in who who would go out on a limb and publicly take this position right you know you are you are publicly you know shouting to the world that you are an unworthy participant in society in 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 doing that it is it is something so just basic in its concept that you you you're you just announcing how inadequate you are by by opposing it i get it as, as a white man a person of privilege it is deeply deeply offensive that anyone would take that position let alone this group of people these these geniuses out in rockwood it just sort of illustrate why the maxim that there's nothing good outside of 270 exists
0: <laughs> and for those of you that are not uh, in st louis we have this highway that conveniently encircles the civilized part of where we live and then there's some weird shit on the outskirts and then beyond it it starts to really get crazy we that's where we here
1: be cows
0: (laughs) yeah we get uh, we have a we have a a north uh, a west and a south that are all just fucking wild the farther out you get and really i mean you don't have to get well north is the river and then it's illinois it's like doesn't even count there's, there's, stuff, no, there's but there's like stuff north like Jersey the, county there's stuff like north of the airport though that's well like,
1: i mean that's a whole different that's that's its own they thing have
0: civilization up there i don't that's know its, own, it's its
1: own thing it's, it's I haven't been there since covid well I mean let's be honest about this it is it is a part of town where uh people of color reside and it is you know traditionally you know re- re- regarded in many circles of white people as being place you don't travel and you know honestly you know we just I don't have a lot of acquaintances that have a lot of personal knowledge of it. I mean, the times I ventured up yeah, there, and it's, totally I mean, that's the
0: thing too, is like the segrega- segregation is so deep and, it's, and historical here, and geographical that it's, a, uh, it's hard to even intentionally climb out of.
1: Well, that's right. Socially, you have
0: to, you have to intentionally, you have to reach out and it's very, very yeah.
1: and the barriers there are very, I'm in, I'm in out of town. I'm not from here. But uh, you know, I, I was able to sort of slink pretty easily into South County and into you know sort of the Webster area. That that's a, that's a natural fit for me. Um, you okay. know, anywhere north of Delmar, I mean, I just don't know anyone who knows anyone.
0: Well, that's you know, thing. That. You wouldn't even have a reason to go up there because you, you wouldn't be invited because you don't know anyone that would go up there. Except for me, up, so. I mean, I go up there to work sometimes.
1: Well, and I, I, I there I, I, there are a few spots. But I mean, there's, there, you know, as far as community connections, right. I literally don't know how I would. I mean, yeah. I, there are a couple of people who no, I have every, and every time I do, do something up there, to, that if I, if I really wanted to tap, the, the, those are the people I would really talk to. Yeah. But it would but be, but again, you'd super be going, presumptuous to do
0: yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and you'd also be going so intentionally out of your way. It's just not natural. And it's just, and which is just revealing how, how, again, how deep the, the problem is totally aside from us or any of our choices.
1: Well, that's exactly right. I mean, we just if, don't this, have.
0: This they, is an and institutional is, societal yeah. problem. We're, and that's that what we're talking we about. We
1: are oppressed by as well. I'm if not telling, honest about it.
0: Like, I'm not telling you as a mother that you're, uh, this is proverbial, that you're uh, a bad person because your kids are white. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we want your kids to be a part of of uh, preventing any of those injustices from continuing and we just want to set them up the for gap. success
1: yeah so so i mean one of the things that struck me about the legislative le- legislature which i read i read the bill that was passed and you know they targeted some specific organizations uh for you know thou shalt not teach these in school and one of them is we stories and i don't know if you're familiar with what we stories is but it's literally like this organization it's a charitable organization it's a 501c3 they go out and they, 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 they get, you know, stories of people's experiences that is they're documenting their, their, their whole MO is to go out and, and, and sort of, you know, document actual experiences in the community by people and to record and to communicate those things. And I knew about it because at one point we sat down with the kids and we're like, we're going to allocate X dollars. And then again, showing off my privilege here and I'm not trying to virtue signal, uh, but it's true because we, we set aside X dollars, we're going to give to organizations and we want you, our kids, to have a stake in finding what organizations we should donate to. So we want you to, you know, here's, you know, let's, let's go on the internet and look and find, you know, worthy causes that you've heard about through our parish or whatever, you know, and, and, and give to some of them. And one of, the, one of the 501c3s we donated to was We Stories. I'd never heard of it before. My kids found it. The legislature has taken it in their infinite wisdom to say this is so anathema we're going to make it a defunding illegal event for a school to teach these we stories that you know effectively we're like going out with a tape recorder in the community and getting people's ideas about you know what happened um in in you know with with a focus on people of color uh, that's going to be illegal that's a thing our state legislature is actively working to make illegal to teach our children in school What the fuck? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it bums me out. It's a bummer. Uh, Speaking of bummers, less than half of our kids are on grade level here in Missouri. Uh, In the state of Missouri, 64% of high school graduates read at a below basic level of proficiency, which is in the red. Most of the proficiency scales we use um, categorize proficiency in terms of below basic, basic, proficient, or advanced Proficient is typically the 70th percentile in terms of expectations. I know this. It's been a part of my job to keep up with these things. Nationally, as we've talked about on this show, uh, we had stagnated in academics for about 10 years, even before COVID. COVID is not helping at all. The deficit was already there, though. My wife and I were talking about Harry Potter the other day.
1: Not, totally on topic.
0: Yeah, 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 and how her and I um, learned to read with those books, and we got to grow up alongside those characters in real time, and it really fed our literacy because that. It, and that, now we're, not, we're we're not allowed to talk about Harry Potter
1: because of J.K. Rowling anymore,
0: right? And because she's a turf, right?
1: Uh, you know, but people still it's, listen I'm to de- Michael I'm Jackson. actually deep deeply sad about that it's a
0: bummer it's a bummer that i mean that you know that you can't just fucking create art that's beautiful and perfect and then just fucking just shut drown. the fuck up just yeah. just shut the
1: fuck just up fucking, just, just go off and, and do your thing just don't your talk to anybody just don't it's talk fine. to anybody right. don't ruin like, it like, what we, we don't need your opinion who about, was about trans you? people but like, we don't yeah. need it, it who it was asking care.
0: her nobody asked her does she even have children i think a lot
1: of people ask her a lot of things in fairness to her uh and and there's no way a defense of her opinions uh but you know, I I think it would be actually hard to disappear off the face of the planet. And, she does and I kids, also
0: but... get it because we've talked about this argument before that you know, certain oppressed groups need to make sure that they are not upstaged by newer oppressed groups. I totally understand that feeling of that impulse. It's definitely just... an insecurity, right? Right? Yeah. Like it comes from like oh, yeah. we gotta defend our <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> the lack, hey, At the lack of being lady, playing, but I have our turf <laughs> problems. Yeah, that's the thing. So she's a problem, but I don't think a lot of kids younger than my wife and I or people around that age that had a similar relationship with a similar series of books had a lot of that because I'm not seeing it certainly any longer in I don't schools know at least that I have access to. A lot to. of kids read
1: books anymore. That's what I'm it, saying, it, brother. It's That's exactly struggle. what I'm saying. I see it in my kids. I mean, it's like, but they've got we've got Audible. They listen to audiobooks. They're like, well, I'll just listen to it. Like, no, it's not the same. Like, you don't get the same imaginative experience. And I love audiobooks. I'm I'm preaching on them, but, but you don't get the same, just you're in your world of, of that author when you listen to something as you do when you read it. Yeah. So we've, we've tried, we try with our kids. It's, 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 they've just, they, they had audio books before they could read. It's, right. it's a world I can't understand. Yeah.
0: Well, and there's so much of that in schools now that's just like okay, they just let so many kids just let the computer hey, at least you're getting the material. Right. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, but you, but even like the map test lets it read most of it to them. I'm like, wait a minute, what are you testing? I had right. to read I had to read all that shit when I was a kid.
1: Like, here's a book. Figure it out. Like there was I uh, it it I, I I'm okay with the educational system being friendlier, but at the same time, I don't think we're doing ourselves, our kids, et cetera, any favors in, in, in sort of making it easier. And yeah. Not every kid, this is where we come back to it. Like we now have this idea that every kid should be college educated. Every kid should get the same level. Not every kid is an aptitude for that. We still
0: need kids to be it's plumbers. Not, it's not even what's best for every kid. Even That's exactly could, my point. Even if we could get them through it, it's not even what's going to be. I think you can drag them through it, but you still yeah. need kids that
1: are going to be fulfilled by being plumbers or running a jackhammer yeah. or, or digging holes or whatever. And yeah. you know, I say that I've, I've done all of those things and you know they were fun i
0: hung drywall one summer it was hell it's part it's a huge thing reason why I if was so i could motivated holes to continue school
1: nine months out of the year and make a good living doing it and i knew i would have that job for life i would never have gone to law school i loved right. fucking working a shovel it was great
0: You're just a, not you are such a fucking bumpkin i mean i'm from black county what do you want from me oh you're lucky you're not here right now because i would smack you right across your face i'd give you a hug when you did it i'd lick you in your mouth um i just uh, part of what i was thinking about about the avengers earlier is, is and part of the conversation i was having with somebody uh today about how we've just jumped the shark um Culturally, in such a way that, like, we don't even have the pressure of the serious context of theater anymore. Like, now even the blockbusters are just streaming into your house, so they, I mean, the pressure is just off. We is could it just it, hold on, I'm going somewhere with this. Fair enough. So, the etymology, though, for some of my listeners that maybe don't know, because I say this a lot, so I just assume everyone knows jumping the shark um al where would you say that comes from
1: it comes from an episode of happy days where yeah. the funds literally rode his motorcycle over a ramp and a, and a shark tank and jumped over a shark oh i and thought
0: he i thought it was when they went to hawaii and he was on the skis
1: i'm pretty sure it was a motorcycle escapade like it was a stunt and i i, I will confess i've never seen the episode i've only read about it so this could all be apocryphal
0: oh in my memory I thought he had to jump over a shark while he was on skis because oh. he was like surfing with his leather jacket on you you you
1: that that may also have happened and we may both be right but either way the 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 saying jumping the shark became sort of a metaphor for when a series went on too long because at that point happy days needed to die a, a swift death and it could yeah, die to clean for a long time and everything after that point was redundant for any show that should have ever existed. Happy Days should have stopped being. So when 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 a show or a thing jumps the shark, it's it's that's the point at which it really should have died a natural death.
0: Now I say this about culture a lot when things happen that are just so ridiculous, like when a reality TV star becomes president, or when I had my first deep fried Oreo. Um, it's just one of the things that like uh, we've we've jumped the shark uh it's not gonna get better everything that was really perfect probably already happened somewhere up the up the way and then the peak i mean Mm. it's just gonna be a doozy now um i also was reminded of this recently new surfion stevens record um speaking of jumping the shark and uh it's like all (laughs) instrumental droney like orchestral it's like a it's like if, if there were B-sides to a Wes Anderson movie. It's I, I listened to, like, 30 seconds of, like, four different tracks, and then I wrote down that um, I couldn't listen any more of it. Uh, society is similar. Um, eventually, the shark is going to start doing some of the jumping, Alfred. Eventually, the world is going to dunk on us. It's going to be like that women's soccer game, I think it was, like a ceremonial match between the winner and the, and the lowest-ranked team, and it was just a fucking massacre. Like, it wasn't even fun to watch. They were just, it was like the English team or whoever won against like the team from Thailand. And, and they just, it seriously, it was like 11 to nothing. And the girls from Thailand didn't even really know what to do. It was just not good. <laughs> um and then she was like yeah every time they score when you start making things like the case of lupa and just giving up on the environment and just okay never, okay
1: no stop right and just there. never
0: paying anyone enough money to really have a decent life and having unrealistic expectations all the time the, the horse is of, gonna buck alfred
1: the case of restored my faith in the divine the existence of the divine but they
0: were out of it last time i wanted it well, and see, I bet that, you I couldn't go get one after this. That
1: is devastating, and I'm with you. I understand how, why you feel the way you do about it. If you were denied a quesalupa experience when you maybe were maybe the quesalupa
0: is an unfair example, but do you remember the double wide
1: chalupa? I mean, all of the above. There's so many Taco Bell items that really, every time I think they can't give me something else that makes me excited, they come around and they do it, and I get excited again. Yeah. And it's it it is. There's so many times i i can't overstate how much better in my view taco bell is than every other fast food restaurant yeah there's so many things that is done right and they take it away and yet they and they do it again and, it, and every time i think it's like okay this is it i can't i can't live without this thing they come back with something better
0: i caught i caught this hundo tea going. tar uh after having a double wide chalupa <laughs> I time. wondered how
1: this was at all relevant.
0: Yeah, because to... you know what, I had the double white chalupa, I ate it with a fork, it was delicious, and then Did you have uh, a sweet tea with it. It was um, July thirteenth, two thousand seventeen, because that's when I caught this hundo Titar from a raid with my friend Carla.
1: I'll tell you, Jake, I still miss the bacon cheeseburger burrito from nineteen ninety eight, and that's that's a thing that uh, can like you probably don't even remember.
0: You know, I, I really love the Enchirito.
1: Well, the Enchirito was also good. Do you remember the Enchirito commercial?
0: yeah I like the box and the red sauce it's the sauce that's in the bean burrito which is part of why I get the bean burrito every time I go I'm still partial
1: to the spicy potato taco and I'm really happy It's back? Me. I know. It's back. I, was, I had like it, five it, of it, them it, the other day. I had I had them this week. I uh, it, seriously it,
0: I don't even it. crave meat from there. I just want no. that taco and the bean that, burrito. And now they're doing shit with black beans that I haven't tried but I, could, I haven't
1: I didn't even see that. So it's They're been, doing it's shit a, where like they will place two.
0: any protein on any of their items instead of chicken or beef you can get fucking black beans and my I'm friend Barry my friend Barry from ground control got it and he said it was really great.
1: I mean, if, if first of all, black beans stand up on their own. You don't need meat. It, it's it's. I'm a carnivore. I will eat every meat. I love it. Yeah. Black beans, great. Like black yeah, bean I burger, beans are one of my favorite things.
0: Like I love a fucking burger, or obviously a steak, Absolutely. or some chicken, or something. But also, I'll eat a whole fucking thing of hummus. Yeah, or any kind of a black bean dip. I've made a black bean hummus before that was really good
1: black black beans are my as far as like the first ingredient outside we gotta of try
0: that we gotta try the black bean thing but I, yeah the spicy potato soft taco is back we probably Praise need Jesus. to have
1: like we need we need to, we need to set a date we need to devote like we need to have some menu items we need to try and we need to sit down and have a podcast episode 10 minutes there's a nice little where, where you and there, i really give our ratings of the things you there's a nice
0: little shit. park behind the taco bell in maplewood that um could we film a segment and could we they, do this? They have tables and it's fenced in. I could even bring my dogs. We should do that. Can we, yeah. we film us
1: and you, you and then you post it and we talk about it? Yeah, you're the one uh, that's we, hard to get get with. I, I'll make time for Taco Bell. Okay, <laughs> we'll do a Taco Bell episode. When, you I'm tell me when this happened. My, my COVID weeks. flexibility with a day, like I could do this during a work day if I had to. Like, yeah, it's I'm it's, I, I I am more flexible, even though like there are times like I can't do it that day. But there are other days of like, OK, it's 3 p.m. Let's go to talk about like I will yeah. totally do this.
0: In a couple of weeks, we're doing a D&D segment um, where we're going to play a whole one shot game of D&D for the show for Twitch. Can I do that? Um, can, I, can I play a character? I'll send you a, I'll send you the deets uh but after that we should do a live taco bell segment i think that I, would be
1: really fun i i want to do both of these things I, I i don't mean to invite myself to your D session if you're, no, you're i applied. mean i don't know
0: how many people it is i'm sure you're welcome i'm just I don't, saying i, 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 I got a long storied history
1: of 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 i played a dnd game last summer buddy I had, um, I had
0: a running sunday game during COVID. you are anytime i need to just i need to have you on like I need to figure out how often i need this much content because it's so easy to pass through the time with you joe i got sometimes... i got one more
1: beer up here before i got to go to the basement for another one so i mean you got at least another 20 minutes out of me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and and i think we're doing really good
1: I mean, you can always cut this down this is a lot no one's watching us at this point surely
0: like, no 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 oh my god no we have we have a couple people that have been here with us the whole time we're doing really great
1: let me get my last beer you, get you, your beer you riff on your D&D session pump your pump your shit like this yeah is good. so I, just I to mention yeah even just if I'm not mention, a part of it I want to watch it
0: no yeah so that's going to be I think we're doing that on the 16th I don't want to hard commit anyone to a date uh, Patreon is launching this summer Um, originally I was thinking a little bit earlier but definitely summer um, we're launching some exclusive uh, there'll be audio content there will be um, ride-alongs with me and Joe in the car there will be all kinds of things emerging on Patreon but before then um, yeah, the 16th I think we're doing a live d d game for Twitch down here and that's Jacob VSTL on Twitch also um, that Apex ban was obviously an air or temporary Apex is back streaming girl got banned? 9 like my PC account got banned for a minute but I think I think I won a match with a guy that was must've been hacking because I, I, I was streaming and I even said, like you,
1: like you were in a pair with a guy that was, I hacker. got paired with a Rando yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: who yeah. I rezzed and then we won and he was just really tubing him with his, with this fucking mastiff, bro. And I think it was, he may have had a little aimbot situation. Now I wanted to wrap up with a couple things. I always throw these things in here cause I think they're helpful and it is a part of the mission of the show. Um, something I learned in, in therapy this week is a, a something called a problematic thinking error, something that I'm working on addressing in my own life to, to help create more sustained examples of joy and less panic. And uh, so what happens is if I feel fear, my brain assumes I am in danger. If I'm really uncomfortable, I may think I'm unsafe, but it is truly just a feeling. Trauma creates stuck points in our brain, Right. And the trauma itself may be in the past, but I may still be living like the threat is still uh, imminent somewhere, right? Uh, For example, when I feel conflict, I feel unsafe. But that language is probably not helpful. Disagreement is not always full-scale conflict, right? And uh, my brain just does that. I've probably never truly felt physically unsafe, like for real. I've probably never actually been in real physical danger. So all my real experience with conflict has been emotional or social or um, stuff like that. So unstucking these stuck points is what I'm working on to expand my window of tolerance. I've been burning some cedar to uh, empower my root chakra so I feel more grounded and confident in making decisions that
1: felt like a left turn from the the rest of what you were talking about
0: no it's good that's it's part of it's all part of it it's all part of it it's how I'm working on that and what I'm really learning and then really trying to share with my younger friends who I've been kind of uh, spending a lot of time with lately to help myself feel more relevant is I think we need to spend more time focusing on the process of our experience and less on the end product. I tell Joe all the time he's obsessed with finish lines, I call him, on everything. He wants to get to a point where our uh, where things are absolute enough that they don't have to be worried about um, as often. But I think our ideals are always high marks for which we should aim, Alfred, as with faith, for example. Fighting every day to live true to those ideals is far greater than any one victory. I mean, we're not ultimately going to stick it to uh all those rockwood parents that um <laughs> that want that that want their that want to restore uh whiteness um and we i mean if it's two hours there's no way we're getting into how they protect whiteness as property but i did write a piece on this once That I, I
1: that it sounds like a topic <laughs> for another night but um yeah I, there, I think i think what you're talking about fundamentally is mindfulness and being present in the moment right if you're talking about process yeah. versus the end result yeah you know it's it's a it's There are clearly objectives that we all aspire to, but, you know, being able to be in the moment and and to be present for every aspect of that is, is equally important, if not more important, certainly than why we're doing it.
0: See, see what you looking at? Well, you know, I'm just wrapping up the show here. I'm just getting some stuff ready. Um, and I think it's important to I don't because here's the thing as I like to start the show with some lighter stuff. We get deep into the weeds with the thick shit like we've been doing here for the past 90 minutes. I want to leave people with a little bit of hope. I want them to know that they're gonna be okay. And that if they're trying to be okay often, then they're more likely to get closer to being okay than if they just fucking snort heroin and eat Cheetos. Amen to that, bro. Though I do understand the appeal, I was just I just saw something on um was it The Martian where he dips Potatoes in Vicodin
1: It's been a while since I've read or seen it And I don't remember potatoes in Vicodin But there was a lot of potatoes so you might not be wrong
0: I think he was dipping them in Vicodin So he was like fuck it you can't control what I do I'm stuck on this goddamn planet I'm Matt Damon <laughs> I'm Matt Damon I'm Matt Damon I'm Matt Damon And uh, Alfred Is a dirty little kitchen boy i i
1: was i and you you could take the boy out of the kitchen she don't take the kitchen out of the boy
0: wow oh god we didn't even we didn't even talk about your girlfriend losing the election well that's a topic for another day we'll have to save it we'll have to get we'll have to get her on the show she's she's not busy (laughs) i think she may have things on her agenda i doubt it i want that exit interview Oh my god, how good would that be if I could get her? You gotta call I mean, her for me. I will do my what I can. Um, you rat bastard, don't you put don't you give me false hope. I'm hedging on this one. but I have no control. Let me uh let me wrap this up, guys. That's another episode of Jacob V Weekly High 5! Follow us wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Google, whatever. Please subscribe, rate, review, do whatever the thing is telling you to do. We have an Instagram page for the show at Jacob V Weekly. You can contact the show with questions or topics for future discussion at JacobVWeekly at gmail.com you can call the show uh, on our instagram there's a phone number on one of our previous flyers give me the goods joe has to filter through that stuff and find good stuff but hook it up just send it you know you're sending it to joe you can find our original music on spotify apple music amazon teaser you can bang it spotify playlists are updated frequently we did it guys Safe,
1: JP Weekly. High five. Are we off air? Can we, can, will you still talk to me? This is like my bar, it's all I got. This is why it takes this why I will always go for like three hours. If you give me time, like, what the fuck else am I doing? Wait, I don't get to see people. I, I actually went to the office today.